Things Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Darren, and with me I have the boys, Justin. What's good, y'all? Deontay. Hey, hey. Cameron. Hello! And joining us today, we have a special guest. Shout out to the homie Adam, a.k.a. Cashroid. How you doing, Adam? What's good, man? Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm doing great. This is so much fun already. We've only hit the pre-show. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. Nobody now told me there was a pre-show, so I thought I was on the whole time. <laughs> no, brother. We out here just having a good good time. Just, just The pre-show typically is, a lot of the time, that's the, okay, we'll like talk amongst each other throughout the week and everything. But now, here's, here's the time where it's just like, all right, whatever random bullshit, let's just catch up real quick before get, hopping into to the focus of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Depends it's on if we have a guest on. We're, we, that's why I tried giving you a little warning. I'm like, I hope you have time. <laughs> yeah, I got it. If not, I we can it. adjust. Don't worry. Yeah. I do have one song to write before I go, though, which is actually going to be quite a bit of a cram because I, I don't know about you guys, but like when you're working on something creative and you, it just doesn't hit for the day, and you just have to like make a bowl of mac and cheese and just like sit there and think like, how am I going to fix this tomorrow? You know. Hmm. Sometimes you just need to take a step away, and then you go back the next day, and you're like, there it is. Yeah. I think, I think that's mm-hmm. going to be what it is today. I feel that. But anyway, Adam, once again, thank you for joining us. And for the people in the back who don't know you, who the hell are you? What you do, friendo? Why are you here? Why do we have you here, man? We, we've known each other for some time now, met a couple times at different events. But what do you do, good sir? I think, I think the reason I'm here today is probably because I managed to make it to the Polish party. And then you and I were just kind of like, we were the same level of just like, yeah, video games! Yeah. <laughs> like, just like stupid excited. Um, that carried over Absolutely. to GDC too. So it was, it was great. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a composer for video games and, and digital media, but primarily video games. I've only worked on a few animations. Um, my work is most prominently featured in Peglin. Just a little shout out, Peglin. Roguelike game that you can find on Steam. It's in early access right now. I don't know how much longer it's going to be in early access. So if you want to lower price, you know, you it's do an it amazing now. game. We have it talked is, about it before. St- Go out, play, play Peglin. It's good. It's if you I like Peggle and RPG elements, it's great. It's such a good time. And as someone who's completely divorced from the design side of the game, I can say that it's actually fun as hell. And although I do like roguelikes, I'm like, when it comes to turn based RPGs, I'm usually just like. Like, I'm just gone. But... It's like, I sleep? Oh, boo. <laughs> Peglin is one of the few turn-based RPGs that was able to, like, keep me playing constantly, even before I was, like, involved with the project. So, like, I would recommend it. Not that I get financial That's kickback from it, but I, I recommend it. Right? Well, I, I, too, recommend it. Um, to, this, to this day, uh, to this I, day. Still, I still play Peglin. Um, That's great to I'll hear. Th- I'm glad it's got the same yeah, power. I'll... Huh? I said, I'm glad it's got the staying power. Oh, yeah. So, like, I I can say I probably wish there were more levels. Mm-hmm. But um, but overall, no, I, I, I love Peglin. Like, I love the uh, the RNG aspect of it and trying to find, like, the best combination to get through, like, all the levels. And uh, and, and then they, they recently did an update, uh, I think, like, a month or two ago, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, they've been cont- consistently updating it um, yeah. for a while now. And Lucas adding new uh, adding new orbs and things like that. Cranking away at it. Um, actually, my roommate brought up a really good point. Uh, Pigman, now for free on mobile. Like, yeah, we're on mobile now, so the whole game is available on mobile. 
Uh, it's oh, wow. free to start, so like you can play the first stage just like you do the Steam demo. It's identical, and then after that, you can buy Dope. the full game for I think it's ten bucks, which is cool. Mm. Um, I personally prefer it on the Steam Deck. That's my favorite place to same play. same. Way way <laughs> way easier for me. Um, I like being able to use the controller for it, but I don't really want to. You know, if I'm sitting at my desk, I'm probably playing a game with somebody else instead. So right, that's my favorite way of playing it. Um, my dad got mad at me because the stuff on mobile was too small for his eyes and he couldn't handle it. He's like, I can't. <laughs> ah, it's, you know, fair complaint, but you know, I, I think mobile audience and like Steam Deck audience are different, and so you know. He just he just needs that uh that that uh, dual screen phone, the one that like opens. <laughs> yeah, up yeah. Oh, into, like, the new Samsung, screen. stupid. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's all you need, bro. Right. I here. just moved him okay. off a of Samsung S6. I don't. I didn't do it. His company did it, but like he kept that S6 for like I don't know how long. Just I'm got like, that's like, a long time. Yeah, <laughs> he just got it like six months ago. I think it was an S21. Okay. Damn. Just that far away. Congrats. I got him his first pair of Bluetooth headphones for Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Father's <laughs> yeah. Day. Shout happy out to Father's out Day out uh, to everybody out there. To uh, as of today, as of recording, Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all you beautiful fathers out there. Thank you for doing your job. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Um and just just for you, Adam. So, Mr. Com- game composer, so how how does one get into game composition? How, what what was your inspiration? Well, I'm I'm sure video games. We like them. We all do. So I'm gonna hit you with how we get here, sir? So, if you want to know more about this, I'm trying to host a panel at PAX West this year. We're going to Fast hey, West. Maybe you go show up hey. and like check that shit out because we're gonna talk about we're just that. talking about you hosting panels. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's gonna be uh, okay. We don't have it confirmed yet, but we put it in. It's all about like how we got to this point in game composition, and then how to keep yourself there. Um, I- I'm talking with, or well, I will be talking with uh, Ben Elliott and Vitor Amado, uh, two buddies of mine uh, who are also game composers. Um, Darren, I don't know if you met Ben, actually. He was there at the Polish party at GDC. Maybe. I want to say, say yes, actually. You, you I think... will know him come PAX West. I will definitely bring him to all Okay. Things. But, um, yeah, the two of them and I, where all three of us are going to hopefully get to talk about how we got to video game music and how we're going to keep ourselves there. Um, I'll spoil a little bit on it. It's mostly keeping a niche, being able to like present yourself as something valuable and interesting, and um, not something that somebody can easily obtain from anybody else, right? For me, that's like mm-hmm. a mixture of like Crash Bandicoot, Donkey Kong, and like early Flash games kind of thing. Um, and then for Ben, it's his wide variety of like wacky instruments like he's got an aztec death whistle on hand at all times oh that's it sick. just that, sounds like that screams. instrument it's is wild. crazy yeah um and then <laughs> my buddy vitor has like the widest range of like applicable styles i've ever heard uh he's got this incredible ability to just kind of pick up whatever genre and just do it and do it in a really nice multi-layered way so like even if he doesn't have a specific sound to come out of it for a niche, um, he still has like a selling point, and his selling point is the diversity and the um, quality of his music. Right? Mm-hmm. That's I. It's another ad. Come to Pax West. Show up to the panel. <laughs> um, right. How hey, I man, got started good. personally, which was the actual question, 
Um, I, I've been playing video games since I was like probably five years old. Um, I think I don't know something like that. And Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation One and Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo were really big important parts of my life because they were the primary ways that I bonded with my siblings. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have three siblings, but the, my two brothers. Uh, they're the ones that played those games the majority of the time with me. And uh, a lot of the sounds of those games have like firmly ingrained themselves into my brainstem. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's probably where a lot of my style comes from is David Wise. Those Crash Bandicoot Josh Marimbas himself. hit something different. They sure do. Um, Man. <laughs> it's a little... What's, what's funny to me is that the, the marimba that's iconic to Crash Bandicoot right now is actually, I think, the stock marimba in, like, Contact, which is, like, the industry mm. standard. Oh, wow. Of, wow. Like, here's your instruments that every composer should have. So when I heard right. the music for the Crash Bandicoot remake in 2017, my, like, hairs on my neck immediately stood up, and I'm like, I own that. I have that instrument. It's mine. <laughs> What's really weird is there's no, like, there's no filters or any kind of, like, modification to the preset. It's just, like, completely raw. So it's weird wow. to me that that's what's become iconic to it because, like, mm. everybody has that marimba or just about everybody has that marimba. Do, 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 do. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that way. Um, but, like, it, it's the PlayStation 1, like, sound fonts that are really, like, firmly that that's that's mm-hmm. the kind of sound that uh, was stuck in. Um, I didn't get any formal music education other than going to like band class um, when I was in like mm-hmm. middle school. I was a trumpet player. Yikes! Right. Um, hey man, <laughs> hey man, I, I too played the trumpet. The, <laughs> anybody in band or percussion or any of that stuff back in the day, I don't care what anybody said about you Wait, back then. The that trumpet? is a fucking awesome skill that you have acquired that a lot of people cannot say they have so regardless of what instrument you played fuck them back in the day you know that shit now watch me do some shit unless you're a percussionist because then you probably have a criminal record at this point yes (laughs) (laughs) Yes. all my percussionist buddies know that okay there's nothing wrong with trumpet but (laughs) (laughs) but but there's a really funny like um set of like band kid uh like stereotypes that i found particularly accurate and the trumpet one was like the loud kid that doesn't realize that they were being loud and eventually like comes to terms with the fact that they were annoying (laughs) 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 he's laughing because he's like it didn't go anywhere Um, self-realization yeah no it's it's super true and like all the other kids in the class with me who played trumpet were also kind of the like i need attention kind of like <laughs> you know. and then the percussionists were their own brand of like weird and then the flute players were their own brand of like ghostish like they just didn't talk to anyone they were quietly yeah clarinet players were quite band now, so. um saxophone players were i don't know saxophone players kind of like rolled the best rng they were, they were going on easy mode not that the instrument is easy it's, but just everybody liked them by default the characteristics of the people who play them sort of embody the characteristics of the instrument i, I would say way. so it's almost like people who look like their pets you know yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you still play right now can you still play the trumpet uh i think it's in my room right now i can technically oh, still shit. play it but like all my mechanical skill has dissolved into nothingness 
like <laughs> I know the notes, but you could ask me to play a song, and I'd be like, "Let me ask this: when when do you feel like you really started noticing video game music that made you that kind of like was a little bit more of the inspiration?" At five years old. At five, okay. Th- with this those shit games. started okay, okay. all the way back then because I didn't want to listen to anything that wasn't from these games. Maybe that was because my brain was like, "I need this one song from like." Hang eight in Crash Bandicoot two on loop for years. Good song. It's good. It's great actually. Yeah, um, but it's like I I can remember distinctly feeling embarrassed constantly, and I to to this day I still do sometimes. Uh, feel, feeling embarrassed about not knowing any of the musical artists by name or by album or not being involved in bands or whatever. Just like that whole yeah. subculture didn't exist to me because I was so laser focused on like wow. This game, like Mario Party 7, that that song from the desert map, bangs like crazy. But I have no idea who wrote it. I don't know when it was written. It just didn't occur to me that there were people behind the music that's written in these games. Yeah. So only now am I catching up with all of those names and Mm -hmm. attributing all of those inspirations Mm -hmm. to people like Yoko Shimomura and uh, David Wise, Dwayne Kirkhope. Um, Who's my favorite right now? The composer of Yakuza game, one of the composers of Yakuza games, and then also the primary composer on Super Monkey Ball 2. Same guy. Mm. Hidenori Shoji, that's it. Yeah. Sega, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good. He's so good. He's soaking. Shout out. What's wild is that I discovered Super Monkey Ball 2 in like 2000 something when it was released, and then Yakuza like in 2020 when the pandemic started. And I fell in love with both their soundtracks completely independently. Mm-hmm. And it's the same Without guy. It's, it's the same, the same person. Fucking, yeah. Of course it is, because he did great both times. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah. I, like, I don't know I started noticing what it is. Like, like, way at the beginning. Yeah, I think the Super Nintendo and, like, aquatic ambience, like every other Nintendo kid was like... Oh, my God. What is this? <laughs> yeah, just, was that us who had that... Uh... When I posted about uh, Aquatic Ambience, was that you who uh, responded? Did I say something? I had a hot take. My hot take was that I like Stickerbush Symphony better. Oh, no. I probably agreed with you, actually. Okay. Um, Someone someone disagreed. I can't remember who that was. uh, I'm like, maybe I I said something about Hothead Bop. I feel like I remember that tweet. The volcano theme in Donkey Kong Country 2 was like, that was really good. Did not get the credit it deserved. Right. Like I was, uh, I've been, I've been saying this. I don't know. It's been the past month or two. I don't know. I've just been heavily into listening to like FF14's music. So, like I said, Masayoshi Sisoken, fucking genius. I don't know how he does it, but it's like the more like I listen to those songs, like all throughout 14. So the expansions, Burma Born, and just like hear the different instruments. Then you go, then it'll swap over to something, just another video game. And I'm just like, I haven't heard this song before. I haven't played this game before this song bangs. And then you start just listening. Just, I feel like if you play video games and listen to the music, you start hearing more than you just normally would just by listening to any other, any other music. Like you'll pick up on you'll pick up on lyrics, you'll pick up on instruments and everything like that. But when you're just kind of focused on soundtracks, I'll say mm-hmm. you kind of just hyper focus on what makes this song what it is. And you start hearing the little instruments that you don't that aren't like super prominent. But you're like, what's that twinkle in the back? 
what that is right where that come from because it, it like, can totally means something in the story of a game right um mm-hmm. for example with with peglin and this is an example i really like to fall back on because it's probably the only example i've got um when i wrote the songs for peglin um i did this thing where each individual stage of the game the forest the uh castle and then the mines all have their own unique set of instruments but they mm-hmm. all continually involve the marimba uh, because the marimba is uh, belongs to Peglin, right? That's the Peglin's instrument. So the main melody yeah. is always headed by the marimba. That's like a rule. And then when the counter melody comes in, I'm not even sure if that's a musical word. Don't don't <laughs> test me on theory in the chat. I don't want to hear any of it. When the counter melody comes in, um, it's like a pushback from the instruments that are involved in that area. So in the forest it's like a twangy electric guitar in the castle it's a grungy eight string guitar um as well as like uh like struck tubular bells and then in the mines it focuses on some synths and some like really heavy upright bass stuff and there's like a back and forth like ebb and flow kind of showing what combat in an rpg game is like when you take a turn and then the opponent takes a turn and you have to take turns Right? It's not you're both mm-hmm. engaging in it at once, so the yeah. themes rarely cross over. And then you get to the boss fights, which are my favorite songs in the game because you can actively hear the uh, the marimba melody, your character's melody, fighting for its goddamn life to keep center stage in that song, mm-hmm. and then it starts to get pushed back against by whatever the primary instrument is for mm. the boss. And the boss will always have its own unique melody that uh, pushes back against it. It's like a call and response kind of idea. And mm-hmm. sure, you could listen to all these songs in isolation and be like, yeah, okay, they're pretty good. But it's like the storytelling yeah. that you try to involve with the game that I think augments it to the next level. And why the soundtrack for Peglin wouldn't mean nearly as much if you actually weren't playing the game with it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably why I do video game music above anything else is because of that experience that you can pour into the music, right? Being able to explain how the mechanics of a game work just with thematically appropriate sound, right? Mm -hmm. How Um, did you um, link up with the rest of the team on Peglin? Like how did that, that relationship start? um, I started with game jams back when I was in my late high school, I think. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, a game jam is basically like a weekend hackathon. You show up at a venue, or you show up online, um, and you meet a whole bunch of new people. Uh, you either make a team there, or you preform a team, or whatever. And you guys just work for an entire weekend to build a prototype of a game. Uh, so it's a mm. great way of meeting new people. I think of, I've heard of this before. That's yeah, dope. Of trying out new ideas and seeing what works. Like I've done some sound effect design. I've done some music. I've done some game design. I've done some producing work during these jams so i get to try out a bunch of different roles too but then cool. uh the specific venue that i was at at all of these game jams i was also like the only music person there so i had my toes mm. in like every single little piece, <laughs> so it was great um toes in pool was maybe not the best analogy but <laughs> um, fingers in <sighs> Fingers I'm putting it away. You dipped your toes anyway, in a lot of different anyway, pies. I put my toes <laughs> in a lot of different pie. People 
Are the pies better for it? I'm not sure. I feel like, no, I feel like the pool was way better. Let's stick Chill with the pool. Fuck it. We're <laughs> dropping it. It's gone. So I, I involved myself in every game in that venue, right? So like at the end, I, I had nine game credits at the end of most gyms, which was crazy. Nice. Um, I would never recommend that because it's definitely a <laughs> oh, man. quantity over That's a lot of different sounds. Yeah I, yeah, I don't. Very few of those songs am I actually like with am i proud of but i definitely think mm. it was a good way for me to kind of like get everybody's attention and have them all know that i exist and the, right. the volunteer who was leading the first game jam <clears throat> that i was ever at was dylan the uh owner and founder of red nexus games mm-hmm. wow appreciate you for the codes bro thank yeah. you thank you thank you of <laughs> and um yeah so I, I had met him and i was in like high school and i think he was in like this last little stretch of university and i'm just like this wide-eyed idiot that's like hey can you tell me what to do because i've never done this and he's like yeah. we'll just kind of work on a game like obviously not knowing <laughs> how to explain to somebody that like just got there that like you should have a little bit of pretext a little bit of knowledge yeah right. it's a great place to learn uh new skills but it's really hard to like go there for a 48 hours when everybody else is producing and you're uh you're you're like completely fresh on the top like if you tried to learn to code at a game jam that would not go over so great if you tried to learn to do engine at a game jam that could go pretty well right there's a difference you know Mm -hmm. um right so that was a funny interaction to begin with, and I would show up to every jam I possibly could, and Dylan was there because he's really involved with the volunteering scene. And uh, mm. as time went on, I started to meet other people like Lucas, the other coder on the game. Um, I met people like May, uh, who's currently a supporting artist, and then Sienna, who is our primary artist. And after all of that kind of happened, and I was like, in that friend group and stuff, uh, everybody moved away from our town, right? Uh, I uh-huh. moved somewhere else, and they moved somewhere else, and now we're all just kind of in different parts of BC. But, mm. um, you know, game jams would still happen online. And there was this one time where Dylan, he texted me, and he's like, hey, do you want to work on this jam? I'm like, okay. And he's like, actually, what if we also do this thing? I got this game called Peglin that I'm trying to make so that I don't get cabin fever and lose my shit. Um, <laughs> you want to try working on that too? And I was like, okay. And so he asked me to fill in, like, uh, he was using a pre-made song pack uh, from another composer, like, just a royalty-free something or other. And uh, he asked me, can you, like, try and imitate this style and, like, you know, put something in there? I was like, I'll do you one better. Unique soundtrack. 100% homegrown organic. And he was like, okay, I can do that. And the rest is kind of history. I was just part of the team from there and nice i think something that i feel very fortunate for when it comes to the development of peglin is that i got to play the game and see the art and participate in its creation Mm. before i started writing music it is shocking to me how many like developers give their music people stuff at the very end of a development cycle and are like all right four months get it done everybody else is just polishing stuff and getting bugs whatever while you're in the in, you're in the creation process when everybody else is damn near done yeah and like that's and, its yeah. own problem but then there's also the other problem when they get the audio stuff way at the beginning and it's like all i have is a couple pieces of concept art i don't understand how the mechanics work i don't have player experience mm. under my belt i have no idea how this is supposed to feel and the mm-hmm. most that they can do is 
it's kind of like Final Fight, but if you were like a furry, and I'm like, huh? Like, how does that help? That that's <laughs> furry fight. That's not a game I've seen yet, but like that that's about the level of detail that you get in the description, right? And yeah, I feel kind of naked when I get given something like that little, and I'm just sitting there with a blank template on a on a program like FL Studio. I'm just like, where do I start? Whereas I, I play uh-huh. a game like Peglin and I'm like, ball hits pegs. I know exactly at what velocity it hits the pegs. I know how this feels. I know how the player experiences the turn on turn basis. Mm. Like, it's, it, it makes such a massive difference in the creation process that it astounds mm-hmm. me that that's not the norm. And I feel right. very fortunate that I have gotten the chance to write for a game that I get to play, you know? Right. I why why compare it to so like I I make music as well and like I compare it to like the difference between like a a producer sending you like a a beat versus like you sitting down with the producer and you guys working together from start where maybe they start with a drum pattern you start writing they add a little bit based on what you've written and and you're sort of forming the track back and forth until you have a complete um project and that's a totally different experience than just hey here's this beat i think you'd go it on go <laughs> right <laughs> it's, it's absolutely different i think that's a great parallel one that i don't personally have experience with but i imagine it's very much the same where it's just like how do yeah. people even do this without like being able to have the other person in the office like beside you, you know? mm-hmm. right. and some people can do it like that some people can go all right base concept got it we like some people's brains work like that but a lot of the time, it's like, I think that just sounds like the, overall, that just sounds like the process that you would want it to go. Because, like you said, you're playing the game, you're seeing how it's developing, you're seeing what's going into it. And so, for your job, you're like, okay, I see how this is flowing. You're you're getting ideas on how, okay, on this part, I want to do this. I want to try to yeah. integrate this. And you're able to, you're not, there's a difference between all right, I need to do all of this, you can kind of think about your process as it's going along instead of like just sitting there and like, fuck. All right. <laughs> it's less overwhelming and definitely more meaningful to the actual gameplay, right? You don't treat writing a song for anything else like you would writing a song for a game because there's like a certain level of uh, support that it has to provide to other elements being the art, the yeah. story, the gameplay, right? There's other facets to this game that make it a multifaceted piece of media and an interactive one at that which is i think the most important part so mm-hmm, your music right. does need to change because it has to represent and incorporate all those other pieces right if the right. artist isn't working in tandem with me and i'm not working in tandem with the level designer and like none of that shit's going through sure all of us might be super talented and produce something pretty good by the end but I don't think it comes out nearly as special as something where this is a great example that I love. Uh, Darren Korb at uh, Supergiant, when he was working on Hades, I don't know about the other games, but when he was working on Hades, his desk All for writing the Any Supergiant, that's him. Sitting right there, <laughs> right beside everybody else's desks. So he could just walk over to the 3D modelers and be like, what is the body structure of Zagreus? How does he look? right like Mm -hmm, while he's being modeled and you get that level of context right you can see is he buff as hell is he lanky what kind of instrument am i using to represent him like Mm -hmm. it's huge music was so good Uh and all those all the sounds and music Uh, choices in hades it's it's so different compared to stuff like transistor to pyre because you could tell like 
you could tell it's the same guy that made all these all these different tracks but they're all so different and so unique to that particular project that makes it stand out yeah it's it, it's at the point now where i think hades has that four note like that four note identifier da, 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 yeah. da. like that's yeah. burned into my brain just as hard as like the 20th century fox opening you know <laughs> it's, it's that <laughs> iconic and it's yeah. like an indie game that i only got to like a couple of years ago right yeah. it, it was ne- it was yeah. a part of me growing up it wasn't like a major thing that like you know a girlfriend of mine had presented to me or something it wasn't like a big touchstone thing it was just mm-hmm. maybe i should try hades and now it's like sitting in that same part of my brainstem, you know? It's that, yep. and I can chalk that can... up personally. I would believe to the fact that Darren Corb, someone that talented, got the chance to work alongside his crew instead of, you know, tailing behind them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, are you working on um, like overall sound design, or is it just composing the music, or do you do both? Uh, I. I only call myself like a professional composer uh i've done sound design before and it's like okay but i don't have any big libraries of sounds i don't have any foley recording equipment which i want to get because that would be super fun um the most i've done like recently is some like monster roars and stuff you know like layering in like a screeching eagle and an elephant and running all that through a whole bunch of filters and then like Mm. making like a guttural like bowser kind of roar myself and you can kind of like mix all of those together to get this really neat layered like vibrato scream it's really neat that's dope um i actually did it for a a little rhythm game mod i think it was a friday night funkin mod that somebody had commissioned me to work on and the character halfway through the song transitions from being like a little imp into like a full-size demon and it was voiced by my friend who uh, has a very like feminine voice, and so she couldn't replicate those like gr- guttural like growls and screams that a like, mm-hmm. demon would do. So we got mm-hmm. her to scream like she was being stabbed, and uh, <laughs> I took that clip. I took a clip of me like roaring into a microphone, pitched down by like a massive amount, and then I started to like play with that, add effects and uh. stuff, and layer it. So now it's like a dual layered like screech and also like roar that sounds really really cool um there's a couple other like things to it a lot of different effects that i don't remember what i used i could pull it up right now and figure it out but i guess suffice it to say that like sound design is something i'm trying to work on and trying to enjoy i I wouldn't call myself a professional at it but it was really fun making monster war so i will tell you that (laughs) yeah i feel like there's so much that goes into it you think like how many sounds are just in a game in general the sound of people walking the sound of a door opening and closing someone jumping a a, a grunt if the the character gets tired like all of these just little things that go into that bro i was thinking nargakuga oh yeah thinking straight up meow roar meow roar meow roar roar. (laughs) what was really fun was actually like playing monster hunter after i started to learn about sound design and when i was playing rise i was listening to the roars and like piecing apart which animals they might use to make those sounds and like what different effects they put on top of the roars and things so like i think tigrex just has a massive amount of overdrive on him so like it's just crunched up to hell but then you get (laughs) stuff like um I think what is it? Mizutsune, where there's like a little bit of a clicking noise in the back of its yeah. throat that sounds mm-hmm. kind of like an insect or like a predatory type of thing. Um, and then you know, all sorts of other monsters got their own shit. The clicking from the tail of an astolos, like you yeah. hear the crackling yeah. and stuff like and it's, that. It's just... so 
amazing. So Monster many... Hunter has so much attention to detail with that. It's it's wild. So it's like as we roll into games that just we, at the end of the day you make games, but we also play lots of games, like and Monster Hunter is one of them. You you you're a fan of Monster Hunter too. We can't. I need this new announcement to happen because we, we'll talk about it in a second. We wanted to play Monster God. Hunter, and then I discovered that you were a console player, and I was like, shit. And you said PC, and I said, ugh. Yeah, that's, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like we'll get there. You're gonna tell me that like Monster Hunter on console doesn't get mods. You can't mod it. That's like a hard. I want that. I need, I need it. that. We don't need that. No, need we it. out here we drip hunting, okay? That's what the grind's for. No, yeah. that. Drip I love it. I, I love it. But then you get to things like there's, what, eight or nine different passive collection mechanics in Monster Hunter Rise where I just have to walk to a part of the map, click take, and, like, claim all my materials out of it. No, I'll just get a mod oh. that, like, auto-collects that. Back in my day, we had to get a, a consumable pickaxe. I heard <laughs> about that. That, that blew my mind that you had to, like, make a pickaxe to then mine materials Bro, off the field. It's yeah. wild. Break. Who could I'm put an, up with I, that? I am an OG Monster Hunter player. The fact that you don't have to that you don't have to collect fucking butterflies with a net, have to use consumable <laughs> whetstones, right. click on a mining spot three times now, just wow, there's everything. I'm a-okay with that. I'm like, oh, that's it? I vocally yes. complained. I complained out loud to my brother when he introduced me to Monster Hunter World. I was like, why do I gotta hit this fucking thing three times? Why do I gotta hit the rock three times and rise comes out and you, you hit it once it. and it gives you three items i've mm, been spoiled i've been spoiled paint to track monsters right see, see that's, that's like the paint. that's so foreign to me because i'm used to just follow the green like bugs like just do scout that flies. and then monster yeah, Hunter rise and even still like, look at and, the scout and i hated flies. that i hate i hated the scout, scout flies, flies. Were that's, horrible. that's that was my biggest well, okay, complaint explain about to world. Me why they were horrible because as someone who started with world i don't understand why they were bad Sometimes because they'll point inaccurate. you in the wrong direction. Those <laughs> they're inaccurate as fuck. Yeah, they were inaccurate. It's, it, as well, it's such a cool concept to like have like a, a a tracking or a marking system that fits within the realm of the game without having like an arrow or something weird like that. But they were inaccurate. That was that was the thing that got me is that they just weren't accurate. Was that like yeah. when they map where it was inaccurate, in or was it just the ancient forest? Because the ancient forest, was like, <laughs> the ancient, the ancient forest, it was the worst. But it did it, it did not work on all maps. It, yeah, um, the ancient forest, the ancient was, forest was just the worst. The worst. Yeah. And then I think the biggest complaint too, as they tried to rectify that in Iceborne when they added the tail raiders, you hop on one of those, follow the scout flies. This motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like where am I going? Though goes the complete opposite direction you're like yo my guy <laughs> you're like hey no 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 no. I, I i clicked him on the map no he's circled now go mm-hmm. go to him and he just um, takes off <laughs> but reason why i bring a monster like you brought up the sound design and like for us like we played rise when it first came out on switch yeah so when we were playing it, the audio, we didn't have our headphones on like that because we're all in Discord. Like you know, the 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 cumbersome things you got to go through to appease with Nintendo. You know, dude, the, the Splatoon setup for audio to like talk to <sighs> Splatoon players. This shit of my nightmare. Bro, it's, it's, like, it's oh just got to be a Discord, or you better not use that app because no, that app is terrible. These dogs. Oh, but like, I, sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I hear you though. Nintendo um, are just but... a meme themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like uh once once rise came out on ps5 and so all of us are hopping on we have our headphones on like in the playstation uh chat and everything talking and now because we have better sound quality and all that too and like 
that's when we all really noticed how detailed Rise actually was. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're playing on PC, you could you could see it already. You already saw the details that they put into that game. We didn't. We were playing on fucking Switch, so... But... Yeah, I, I tried it on the Switch with my brother's uh, copy, because he's, he's the big Monster Hunter guy. He started with World, but then he picked up some old ones, too, and, you know, like, yeah. he's a bigger fan than I am. But uh, I tried it on the Switch, and I was like... I don't know how you can play combat at 30 frames at this resolution. Uh. (laughs) The Switch version, while it's amazing that it was able to run at all and like taking a Monster Hunter game of that scale or a game at all of that scale with you is wild. I played Rise on the Steam Deck and I was like, the Switch is a joke, dude. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Hey man, does that but, does that make us more monsters that we're able to do? Absolutely. We, <laughs> we got that day one. Steam didn't get that day one. We was there for jump. I was <laughs> bummed. I was like excited because Monster Hunter Rise was very special in that it had the only two things that I was asking for from a Monster Hunter game. Put, I wanted riding monsters and I wanted grappling oh. hooks. And I, I said grappling <laughs> hooks like, yeah, every modern game is going to include grappling hooks because they're fun uh, and they're like the 2020 yeah. like marketing piece, right? Yep, absolutely. It's just like, where's the grappling hook? There it is. So much fun. I love grappling hooks. Yes. And they threw them in. Wire bugs are so much fun. And I don't know how I'm going to play the next game without them, but I'm going to. Um, The other part was, I know I could see that face. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. No, no. Don't ignore it. Wire bugs is an interesting, (laughs) like, gameplay element because it's like, really fun but it's also oh it's dope um, no i love the wire bugs yeah wire bugs are also just like monster hunter rise is not nearly the same game as any other monster hunter i've ever played because of the wire bugs and so yes. i can never recommend rise to people um on the same premise of like did you enjoy dark souls monster hunter deliberate slow like choose your placement combat then you're not gonna like rise at all Absolutely. Because it's not at all so, the same. It's an action game. Before, before Rise came out, I, like, intentionally set the boys up. I'm like, all right, there's there's Double Cross. That's on Switch as well. Let's get that. This is going old school Monster Hunter. The pre-world, when shit was a little bit tougher. Like, still got a lot of quality of life stuff. But as far as going backwards, I want you guys to see what it was like in the dirt. <laughs> when you got a zone. Yeah. When you got to use paintballs and shit. And to kind of really appreciate the quality of life stuff that has occurred in World and Rise, because Rise, plenty of quality of life stuff. I oh, I love yeah. it. it. It feels good. Um, still shit I have complaints about, but that's besides the point. It is what it is. But what makes Rise so accessible? It is it is the movement. Like that's one of Deontay's biggest complaints about World was that was the movement. He wanted to be able to move faster, to be able to zip around. Rise gave that. Yeah. We got the Palamutes. Here's some doggos to ride around. Here's here's an evolution of the Tail Raider system. We ain't getting wire bugs again. That's for fucking no. sure. Well, that ain't coming back. The Palamutes sad. though, I'm like, they can't take the dogs away from no, us. They can't they, do and, that. And if they if they did, I'm rioting. I, I feel like I'm that's still because we established like a connection with the dogs, like we have with the Palicos. Like you have a personal. Connection uh, absolutely. Do you see? Do you do you, do you see? Just you don't see give me no fucking boy. horse. Oh my god. That is is that in the background or in the foreground? Is yeah. that a life size? Yes. Yeah. What? <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Baby. Go that pick it my, up, Justin. That is my baby. Hold on, hold on. I'll be right back. Hold on. Hold on. Let me bring bring her to say hi. No That's actually a <laughs> right. You'll have a torgal soon, my brother. You'll have a torgal soon to go with them. Holy crap! That's so. And cool. that's a big boy, right? You've seen Justin. That's a big boy right there. <laughs> 
that must have been a fortune. Because, like, was it, like, 20 bucks for that little potato-shaped Palamute in the Tokyo store? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Justin spent a nice little penny for that. It was worth it. I wanted one of those, like, giant Snorlax beanbags for this office, so I'd have something to sit on while I'm playing VR. Those are cool. Those are nice. God damn, Pokemon Company is, like, asking for a second mortgage on that shit. Oh my god. I saw someone giving one away for free the other day and I messaged them about it. Actually, I think I sent it into chat to That's you guys because it was in That's, it was in cursed. Oakland, I think. There's no it way was in was Oakland and I feel like I dropped it in chat. Dude, it was And free. if you did and say, can somebody pick this up? I'm like, you ain't getting this. If I go, it's it's mine. Great facts. <laughs> if I go, it's mine. Mm-hmm. Um Oh right! But as the, we talk the, about the monster hunter thing, the the other yes. thing after the grapple hooks that I wanted was monster riding because there was this one Crash Bandicoot game in like 2007 called Crash of the Titans. Crash of the Everybody Titans. Everybody hated God it. Damn it. They hated it. They were like, "This isn't platforming." I did. This and that. And yeah, I get it. I, but I, also, I, I just didn't like it. The designs were cool. <laughs> the sound design was really cool. I really liked the music. Um, the combat it was like fun for a couple days. So like it was enough for me that like. The hits felt really good, and uh, uh-huh. controlling a monster, then riding it up the food chain by beating up bigger monsters, like sequentially, was super cool to me. And I was like, "Damn, I wish Monster Hunter had this." And they put it in, and I was like, "There's no way that they could have like ripped that shit out of my head because they don't put the two major features in it." <laughs> These are the two that things I, I wanted. In I just here. got here. Uh-huh. I didn't even play Monster Hunter before this. Like, why are you catering to me? Yeah. Hey man, well, take that! I like shit I want. The, the the clutch system, right? Or the yeah, I'm like the clutch clause in world was like, was that step going into it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it says like, okay, you can grapple onto it, you can mount the monsters to at least smack them against the wall and stuff like that. Yeah. That was cool. It was cool. But yeah, the wyvern writing that they added in this, being able to actually use them as as to fuck up other monsters yeah yes. you actually we all we all enjoy that yeah and then like as you go forward it's like okay what's the monster's ultimate move gonna be you see it and you recognize the fact that you get to take that and use it against another monster mm-hmm. like that is a power fantasy to the max right then i do understand that like it was generally oversaturated if you do this once a hunt like it gets very oh god i've seen it again and again and i gotta do it every single huh? time like people got bored of it mm-hmm. But Ooh. I really loved it all the way through. I, that's like the public perception hunter, that buddy. I see all the time is really hunting. I'm exhausted oh. of it. I don't personally see, like what I what I feel like with the with people who will just get into Monster Hunter and or fall out of it. Like I know why we kind of fall out of Rise because compared to wor- World was the shit. World, World supported that game like a motherfucker, and yeah. I loved it. But the thing that I know would turn people off from World a lot of the times is if they played by themselves. Oh, and absolutely. I didn't. Playing by yourselves and also anything that involved tracking, tracking? down footprints. Yeah. Footprint tracking was boring as hell. It, it fucking was. sucked. It was horrible. It fucking Wait, sucked. Wait, you're telling me that wasn't you, a thing those... before? No. Oh. No, the footprint tracking was specific to World because because World was the... This is, we're going to put so much detail in this game and make it, like, the story-wise is you're researching. Like, this is a whole new region that they're discovering. Everything is new. Everything is research. Yeah. And they treated each and every mechanic of the game as research. So, tracking down the footprints, the scout flies to find where monsters are, 
um, as you collect the footprints and everything like that, continuously um, hunt monsters, you're learning more about the monster and you're getting that research level up. So now stuff, it will automatically pop up on the map for you now because you've hunted it so many times, you know its locations, like shit like that. But the footprints, the two mandatory parts where you had to do it were the fucking worst. <laughs> I had to do that shit twice. Yeah, once Hunting down the Pink Rathian and the because... Elder Dragons? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. I actually had to do it twice because I had... He lost his data. I had oh, lost my data, shit. so I actually had to do it twice. That's awful. Yeah. He didn't mind it. <laughs> to be fair, I was like, I like Monster Hunter. I, I still get to play with my boys as long as I finish the initial portion of it. So I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's yep. just the kind of thing that you have to sacrifice. I think... Yeah, I definitely agree with World. Where if you played it solo, it was just not worth your time. It, no, no. Anybody, you know. anybody we talked to that's like, oh, I played World a little bit, but I, I didn't get that far. I'm like, were you, were you playing, by yourself? playing by yourself? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why. Um, that's why. Like this game, Monster Hunter is a fun game alone, but it is meant to be hunted it's an with other game hunters. With it boys. is, it is a <laughs> multiplayer game through and through. If you're not with your hunting party. You're probably in, you're like, you'll pick it up a little bit. I'm going to do 102. I need to get some weapons or whatever. Right. You'll do some stuff on the side, but when you, you're really playing the game when you're playing with friends. I, I think you can really, like, attribute that to the weapons, personally. I think the fact that all, there's, fuck, there's 14 weapons to learn. Like, that's a lot. That, mm-hmm. alongside the fact that you have, like, all of these weapons with such radically different personalities and meters to charge up and mechanics to take care of, like... None of them are the same. Not at all. It's a different... It's a different None of them game. are the same. Yeah. Yeah. That lets playing, everybody right? express yeah, themselves through gameplay so much more, and it means that mm-hmm. not only do you feel like you're playing a variation of the game that works best for you, but you provide things to the table that other people don't, and vice versa. So playing with your friends, you can legitimately build around their sets and feel like you're a meaningful team even if you're not like you know step on my hands i'm gonna boost you up this wall type it's not like directly interacting with each other but you do Uh actually operate as a unit and i think that's like probably made the most fulfilling multiplayer experience i've ever had in a video game monster hunter world um, and then iceborne because i was fortunate enough to play with my uh my younger brother who got two of our friends to play with us we have four players every session all the way through and I cannot tell you how amazing it was to kill the final boss of the game by accident by shooting a slinger berry at it. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so yes, satisfying. That everybody, like, we were throwing life powders at each other and we were learning exactly what the stun timings were for the monsters so we could get it to falter yep. and save each other. We saved each other. Like, constantly in a game mm-hmm. where, you know, we have no carts left, we have no lives left, and it's actually do or die. We were taking risks Damn. to protect each other, and that was... Bless you, Juwan, for a fatalis hunt, brother. We <laughs> couldn't have done <laughs> it without you. Brother. Bless, Bless you, brother. Bless you. Yeah, it's... Bro, I get it. Those those clutch moments you have with somebody else in a hunt, and you, like, do or die. If I don't, if I fuck up here, it's over. Yeah. 20 minutes into the final boss, and we're like, when is this going to end? Yep. <laughs> it's just gone. <laughs> you know? oh. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Why is he not dead yet? <laughs> yeah, there's there's some real like HP sponges, but I don't know if that's just because I didn't understand how to max out my damage, or if it, be, it was because I was using a hammer. It's like it's, hammers are like, okay. Hey man, for a time we we all like rounding out the night. Okay, we're done hunting. 
Everybody get your hammer. We're going to go fuck up a Diablos. Really? <laughs> I, I, That's how I, we would end off our hammer night. Man, Just hammers, Diablo. break Diablo horns. The, the, Great. Breaking its horns was satisfying, but I felt like I could never reach the horns properly as a hammer player. That part. That part. See, in world, that's where you got to make sure you can find those slopes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Flippy-dippy, yeah. <laughs> the flip, the flippy dips. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, um, because there's so many weapons, because there's so many different play styles, like the final boss of Iceborne, like the mainline one, um, we were trying to farm that thing and we're like, fuck, we need we need the fucking crown. We can't reach his head. We picked up heavy bow guns and we're like, oh, That's... we none of us really touch heavy bow guns like that. But we specifically brought out the yoppers just to shoot it in the head and it turned into a completely different fight. We're like, oh, shit, heavy bow gun is amazing. This oh, is why these I, cats be using this. Oh, I, I love slug or the freaking uh... slugger on stuff. Just <laughs> yeah, slugger on the ammo. So many different varieties of stuff. I, I learned yes. Insect Glaive deliberately just to be able to get to parts of a monster that I couldn't as a hammer player. So yep. now I can fly around and, like, you know, pull parts it's off so back and stuff. It's great. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, talked about Monster Hunter. Let's just kind of flow into Capcom things because we can't talk about <laughs> fucking Monster Hunter there. Ah, so, uh, uh, as of recording on Monday... Last week, we uh, talked about the Xbox Showcase, uh, Bethesda stuff, all that. Uh, next day, there was the Capcom Showcase, as well as the Ubisoft Forward. Um, we'll just knock out the Capcom stuff, since it was 36 minutes of bullshit, let's be fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 36 minutes of bullshit. Um, they announced some new things, gave us more details on stuff we already knew about. A lot more details on stuff we already knew about. Um just to burn through it they showed off more path of the goddess and when i say more i mean the exact same trailer that we saw the day the prior the Xbox same trailer. trailer no new details about shit so was that uh we're getting a Mega Man gotcha game offline dive or whatever the fuck cool <laughs> uh seven eight minutes of ghost trick to tell you what ghost trick is and there's a demo out go on and download the demo that will transfer over to the full game I want to not ghost trick because it looks like a cool game. I missed it back on DS, but like, fuck, they talked a lot about ghost trick. Yeah, I think it was a like lot 15 of it, minutes, right? Like so a... long. A lot of this thing, a lot of what they showed was cool, and I said it when we were watching. Is that I think at this point we're just jaded. There's one thing that we want to see at this point, and if they're not showing that, we're like, fuck this. But, <laughs> but bro, they didn't show us anything we hadn't already seen though. That Ace Attorney sh- Collection. We got that the Apollo part. Justice Ace Attorney it. Collection, which dope, awesome. I love Ace Attorney, and I don't want to go. Like I said, I don't want to talk shit about Ghost Trick because same creator, same guy who made um, Ace Attorney, also did Ghost Trick. Oh, you I didn't know you that. know he wants people to experience that game, considering yeah. it had such a small audience back on DS. Like that's that's a game that is going to be lost. That would have been lost to time if it was not for this port. So I'm happy to yeah, see and it. They're they're good games. Like, yeah, you know like that. not you to talk shit. It's just, damn man. But yeah, we're like Cam said, we're jaded purely because Capcom has been banger after banger after banger after banger for so long now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right? I'm been saying for the past six years now, Capcom has been on fire. Their only missteps have been fighting games in the past few years, mm-hmm. and. That has now turned around with Street Fighter Six being fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, 
they, they talked about Street Fighter Six as well. They talked more they about did. Capcom tour, tour, way longer than they once again should have. Yeah, we get it. The million dollar prize pool. That's dope. Awesome. Capcom tour. Neat. No new. No no, no Rashid trailer. trailer. No yeah. Rashid trailer. No <sighs> All right. Cool. Um, yeah, were, I mean, there was a, definitely a few things we were really looking forward to that they just that they could have shown us, but yeah. they didn't. Um, we talked about this pre-show. They showed a clip teaser of what Pragmata actually is. Still don't know what the fuck that game is. They gave a sorry. I I still don't know what it is. You see dude in suit carrying around girl with powers. That's all we got. Death Stranding? Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, they unfortunately didn't show off too much. They showed off. They gave us a little note saying, hey, we're not ready. We're still in the midst of development, Mm -hmm. but we're not ready to show anything off our apologies and i i prefer seeing that than not seeing the game at all because then i would have been pissed and be like all right what the fuck yeah right hey side, um, side, side note homegirl from the pragmata trailer was giving me very uh big uh papa lie vibes papa you lie <laughs> stupid <laughs> i i hear you um a little bit of that like i said they showed off more uh, exoprimal there's by time we're done recording, that that that, that bait is going to be done. So <laughs> is it? I thought it was. Uh, I think it's going on. To, I think it's going on to like five p.m. PST. So oh. it's oh, been going on. When did that shit start? Friday. Fuck. Yeah, five p.m. We, PST. We were on okay. it, oh, five p.m. Yeah, we were on it yeah. yesterday. How was it? Um, it was. It was. Fun. The game's fun. The yeah, game's fun. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna talk shit about the game. It's fun. Um, they showed off. There's way more plot in the game than I think any of us were in, was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like this, uh, the beta that's going on currently, like it's kind of the start of the game. You getting, uh, you, um, joining up with the team that you're on, um, uh, going to this island where the, where these war games take place. Um, but yeah, plot. There was a lot more plot. They showed off more, um, more modes. Showed off, you guys got a chance to play it last night with the raid, with the, with the, Neosaur, whatever the fuck, the big beefy T Rex yes, boss. That was fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, more Exo Primal. Then yeah, they showed Exo off. Exo Primal's cool, man. Like, there's, yeah, there's definitely, uh, it, it definitely feels like it could be like one of the next big games, especially if they, uh, if they contain it to, um, I feel like just kind of the race aspect of the game. Like, if they kind of, if kinda they have that support a, the game enough. It'll do good. Like I, yeah. I don't see this game popping off as soon as it comes out at all. Like, no, no, not at all. These betas were necessary, but it overall, from the Dead Rising devs, you could see it. I'm like, ah, hella, hella enemies on screen. You guys do this. Okay, yeah, uh, that was that was fun. I'm De- yeah, ca- ca- the chaos was fun. I've never heard of Exoprimal until you guys brought it up today. And, uh, really? I'm not, I'm oh, not, okay, like okay. this gut fear just looking at the front cover of it. Like, As you I'm should. getting the, the mix of, like, Beast of Bermuda mixed with, like, Anthem. And I don't know. Something <laughs> about this scares me. It looks dope as hell. I'm the just, Anthem really... comparison can definitely be equated there. And I'm, I'm just looking at key art, to be fair. Even even still, like, I'm like, you're accurate. Um, <laughs> it's like, imagine the, the Anthem mechs without like you can't fly around like iron man it's there's uh it, imagine okay it's overwatch against hella dinosaurs see now that's a that's a pitch i can get behind 
<laughs> I mean, that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Um, like the base the, uh, modes, it's like you're racing against another team of like it's teams of five. You all like there's uh, DPS classes, tanks, healers. You can swap out uh, different like supports, um, support armaments. So you can switch up from like a like an arm cannon to thrusters to like different stuff. You can um, swap out. Sure. Um, and so you have the base mode that I played. Um, that seems like the main mode. Uh, you're going through your. You have objective bases that you have to just kill all the fucking dinosaurs. Kill them faster than your enemy, and then there's a PvP section where you're kind of escorting the payload, but also the enemy team is now there too, so you can go fuck them up to stop them from pushing their payload, or um, and vice versa. I like um, this. I like this idea a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hella, just hella dinosaurs. Like that's that's the base point. Kill the dinosaurs. There's an AI that has contr- that is in control of this island, and they're like, "All right, you're not as weak as I thought you were. You get to survive. Keep on going." So we collect more war war game data. Um, but yeah, no. Overall, game's fun. Like it is. It's way more fun than I thought it was going to be. I saw Same. it initially. It was like, I don't know about this one, Capcom. But once again, as a group playing with friends, it's fun. Also playing with randoms. Some of the voice actors from Overwatch actually voice some of the voices in this. That doesn't uh, surprise me. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty prolific. Yeah, I'm like those are they, those are voice actor voice actors. That as long as there's some level of like or like a similar level of interaction between players as there was in Left 4 Dead 2 when it comes to how you have to like plan your strategy, like what guns you pick up, what kind of items you have with you, um, how you work as a team. Because if it's like Overwatch... Not so much that. It's not so much so that. How you no. work as a team, definitely. No. Yeah, so working as a team is is important here considering you have uh, DPS, tank, and support classes. Mm-hmm. And they're five-player squads. So, But the difference is, just like Overwatch, you can switch uh, characters. You can actually switch your... Um, your mech on the fly on the field so if oh, you tuck behind a corner yeah you can yeah. switch okay. uh right there on the field um how you want to approach the dinosaurs is completely from how you want to approach or completely different from how you would want to approach different players right mm-hmm. so while you would want something you know uh i want to say dps tanks kind of really help with the uh the main uh horde of dinosaurs you get a good spread and stuff like that where the sniper character is pretty much useless when it comes to dealing with the dinosaurs that is who you want on your team during that late game because that second half mm-hmm. yeah, yeah second there's half. a point where in the payloads both turn corners and you're facing each other because you're both trying to reach the same spot and it is just basically uh, a head uh, head-to-head war at that point Oh wait! Um, so you're not just fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. What you are sometimes you are. Sometimes other times you're fighting dinosaurs and, and the other team. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's dope as hell. And uh, okay. I no longer want it to be like Left 4 Dead. I just want to see this game fully realized. Yeah, yeah. That's a, I think that's going to be the biggest struggle with Exo Primal is a finding its footing. It it being on Game Pass is already a big plus for it. So Definitely. that's that's awesome. Yeah. Anything popping up on day and date on Game Pass? Great. Um, I think the biggest fear we had was like the last, the last, um, time they really showed off details for Exoprimal. I don't know if it was its own Exoprimal director or whatever, but 
them explaining what a battle pass was was the most backward shit. <laughs> it was it was so bad. It was like, are they explaining a battle pass right now? Not what's in the battle pass. They're explaining what a battle pass is, and, <laughs> and it was so jarring. It's like, oh, uh, you guys are making this seem really bad right now. I, and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's all cosmetic shit. It's it's nothing like you need to to be a success in this game it's like if you want this cool these cool armor skins cool because they actually showed them off in this um in their section for exo primal 2 and it's like oh that's battle pass shit that actually looks cool so if you yeah. want it by all means but I, if you want i i'm so fucking jaded when it comes to battle passes i am so absolutely right i i, I and the people thing people keep going it's all cosmetic and i don't want it so i won't buy it but that's not the point the point is that you will grind away for the free one and complete these challenges because you're inclined to get rewards and get big numbers. It's just what we do. And every right. game has to have that system so that I come back and play your game and only your game every day. I don't want to do that. I got a job. I got a Hi, go Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. That's how you do a fucking battle pass, ah. Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. You reset that shit during seasons. Yep. You don't make it expensive for in-game currency. It's easy. It's not that hard to rack up in-game currency. So you're, so you're more inclined of, oh, I have the extra coin. I just racked up 1500 by just doing a couple duels. By logging how in. Much, how, <laughs> oh, right, by logging in. <laughs> oh, how much is the battle pass? Time? You know what? I got enough of the in-game currency. Let me get the battle pass. And because I've already leveled it up amount, how much am I getting back from that investment? That's yep. like, that's how you should have a battle pass. Work yep. alongside yeah, you and not be super fucking expensive. It's agreed. Good. I Don't agree that that's a good way to do it. Play your game every damn day, bro. Like, that, that's mm-hmm. my thing. Is that even if the battle pass is super consumer friendly and wants you to, you know engage with it every day it's the fact that it wants me to engage with it every day where i'm just like i don't want to do that like i don't There's... feel like playing overwatch or apex or whatever this one game is today i feel like playing bug fables or donkey kong or whatever say, right. There was one game i played recently that had a uh, battle pass progression system but just based on the measure of how many matches or how much grinding it took to get to the the final goal i was like oh they they expect me to play this twice a week. Like, <laughs> I can tell exactly yeah. just based on how much you have to do to get to the end of that battle pass. Like, no, they expect me to play this twice a week. And I think the the pass was up for like three months or some shit like that. So a full, you know, solid oh. season. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this is, uh, this is a different approach. This is not bad. Stares at Overwatch and scoffs. Stares at Overwatch. Scoffs and scoffs and Overwatch. Don't, I'm jaded scoffs as hell Overwatch. Overwatch. Don't even get me started. That's because Overwatch is after their recent announcements. Fucking. Ugh. They've been bungling it like since what? After Sombra, it's been. <laughs> but that's from a player perspective, not from a dev perspective. So. That's, it that's, is that's how yeah, I from a player perspective is why i have not touched that game since overwatch 2 came out i played it twice then before then i had not played it since like they had that reinhard guan yu skin and i was like actively trying to Those get that and then i stopped played, and i never went back we played <laughs> i think um, we only played together darren overwatch 2 I think that one t- I played like three or four matches of overwatch 2 and i was like yeah i'm not playing this again that was, <laughs> that was, was that good me you and Juwan played Probably. Oh, I said it was the day, first or second day that shit came out. Afterwards, no point. 
I was actually um, having a conversation with someone in VR chat yesterday. Um, we were someone brought up Overwatch, and the guy started talking to me, and I was like, "You smell like a Genji main." definitely he was a genji main i totally called him on it it was great Uh but not that you smell like a genji yeah i said that we're in vr i can't smell him but like i know but we started talking about it and like i came to the realization that like there are just some characters in overwatch that feel fundamentally wrong like doomfist just like the the mechanic of punching someone into a wall and getting an insta kill was super fun and that's why I made him. But I don't think there's a way that they could have designed Doomfist like with that punch where he's either good or he's like bad. There's no in between. Fucking bad? You, yeah. You it's one of the two. There's no in between. In a decently balanced spot without having somebody complain about him, right? So <laughs> and I thought about it more and more and I was like, Sombra's kinda like that and a couple other characters yeah. also fit into that area and just like the classes are so super varied and personable, like Monster Hunter weapons, where you can have something that plays like a totally different game, and that's great. But it's not balanced at all. But if, but if the, it's not balanced, yeah, and <laughs> Monster Hunter fun. weapons are used against monsters, so you're basically rolling up to a DPS check where people are like, eh, my hammer doesn't do enough damage, and I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> but I'll still hit something on the head. Overwatch is PvP. You're playing against each other. So if you lose and your character just is not balanced properly, that feels bad yeah. because you feel ripped off yep. that somebody else won and you mm-hmm. lost that fight. It's a personal thing, right? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I look at what they did to Doomfist in Overwatch 2 and turn him into the tank and I'm like, just fucking kill him. Just kill him. We're done. Just get rid of him. Put him out of his misery. Take Sombra out of there. Take Doomfist out of there. I'm sure that Moira is contentious It's in some way. Uh, like, All of these characters start... Like, the designs of the Remember, characters. they did cool take out fun. characters at the start. Actors, Remember? <laughs> they literally took out characters because they were busted. Like, like they didn't function properly. They were bugged. But that was just like a, we can't iterate on this bug fix fast enough. Rather than right. a, this character isn't balanced very well. Because they do roll out balance changes every so often. But they're always either like, we, ch- we made McCree do 5% more damage because he needs more. Or they're like, yeah, Roadhog has double the health now because we think it'd be funny. <laughs> because we think it'd be funny. Yeah. That is funny. Would That's be. the reason why they... I think they I, took I'm, out Roadhog and... Who is it? I think they took out... They took him out and then brought him back. Yeah, they took out Roadhog, um, May, and... Who's the fucking character they should have... Bastion. Bastion, there it is, Bastion. That that deletable character. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, that was... That roaming... The emotional rollercoaster that they put me through since I was like a near day one player of Overwatch 1 and I was a Roadhog main. Like, the hook changes every every single goddamn day. Another... another, Wait, I missed the high five. There we go. Um, (laughs) Every single day, it was another hook change. Like, oh physics are different well now it's like line of sight checks are different it's like i yeah. i don't have muscle memory anymore it's just gone i want my hook to transcend time and space what do you mean you're taking Bro, my fun the, away from me hey to be <laughs> fair the hook used to be pretty fucking bad it was like, it was, it like, was. So and they then they made it really state? bad like, it in could, the opposite like, direction the roadhog would throw the hook you would be around the corner that thing would snatch you <laughs> but i'm saying it transcended corner, time and space like, <laughs> dog that shit was broken 
executed. At that least when it was broken, everything was broken, and that's, that's what made true. it fun. Yeah. That is true. And then they consistently tweaked stuff, and then no longer made it fun. Yeah. It just wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> there, there was that time, I think, where they removed the jumping tech that Genji had, where you could, like, dash into an edge and, like, super jump really high. Or, like, when oh, Mercy yeah. could, like, slingshot herself towards someone and then jump out mm-hmm. of it for a boost. And they took that away, which is kind of like if you took wave dashing away from a melee player, which is, like... Right. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Don't do that. Don't take advanced tech away from people, right? I think the right, the, like it's advanced tech for a reason. It's like yeah. hard to do. Not everybody can do yeah, it, but if you can, can ooh, we. That's what <laughs> separates like a, a bronze Genji from like a master's Genji. Is right. that what tech exactly. they can use? Which is also, you know, coincidentally, what separates me from every other like Smash Pro in the city because I don't know how to wave dash properly. I don't got that. I can't do that. So I'm not in that competitive scene because I can't do that right. tech skill. Fine. That's how advanced tech works. But right, their, their exactly. philosophy was this weird, like, if you can't do it with a button press, we don't want you to do it at all. Like, that was such mm-hmm. a weird idea to me that, um, you know, if, if there was a better way of doing things by exploiting the physics engine, you weren't allowed to do it. It has to be prescribed use by a doctor. You're only allowed to get the prescription for how Were you, you having it. fun? <laughs> no. Were you having fun? It's ridiculous. Did you, did you did you have an advantage because you practiced this particular advance out of comp over and over again? Hmm. Just regular regular matches? You're having fun? Fuck that. Remove this. You know what? They they need to remove the fact that you can aim good because you don't practice too much so you can aim good. I don't like the fact that you can aim good and I can't aim good. Okay. Literally so just, just to, add, just, like, a wobble to his mouse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get a screen shake. Yeah. Since we're talking yeah. shit about Overwatch, since we're just talking about shit, like, taking away fun. Remember when Overwatch was fun? Like, and I say this on the same reason why I think Street Fighter Six is fun. Why? Because there's stupid bullshit you can do. Adding stupid bullshit to game makes game good i am i remember I am we so can go with a line for this one dude i am so Bro, on this. <laughs> overwatch was fun when you can go in with the fucking lucio and and five reinhardts that shit was dumb <laughs> that shit was dumb but it was fun yeah. then they took it away see i can understand you rolling shit back in competitive makes sense you want it to be competitive you want shit to be balanced i'm in a regular match with my friends let us fuck around <laughs> if we wanted to be serious we'd go in to that that corner right. of the game right. here you're nerfing bullshit you're taking away my fun all the things i liked about overwatch are no longer in overwatch right. since you want to cater to a competitive overwatch league and that's only the focus that was the sole focus was... now we're rolling that back it's but right. it's still six is so good Street Fighter 6 is fantastic because drive impacts are stupid powerful and, like, punish counters are ridiculous and, like, you know, every single move that you make has, like, a massive impact on what happens in the match. It does. It mm-hmm. feels good every time you land something. Yeah, we, we've said this a few times in that uh, this iteration of Street Fighter is definitely heavily footsie-based. Mm-hmm. And so if you actually get really good at footsies, one, like, you'll become a... a like really high rank in this game and two uh the attacks that you hit like you said when you hit like a punish counter man they they just feel heavy and satisfying the the game feel in 
in six. Game feel is satisfying. Absolutely astounding that I went and picked up a copy at full price after not having touched a fighting game since Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Can you say that one more time? Don't. No, you don't have to. Ignore. Ignore. I played Street Fighter Cross Tekken and I liked it. Kill me. Do it. Huh? Wait, oh, hold on. That's not that. What are we talking about? That was highlighting. Whoa, 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 You lost me. You lost me. You had me, and then you lost me. Okay. Well, I know people don't like Street Fighter Cross talking, but what were you astounded at? What What did I What did I say? That you said you brought Street Fighter Six for full price. That's all. Not astounded. He's throwing shade. Just he's throwing, throwing shade towards shade. Cameron specifically. Why? That's why I was trying to stop him. Because, because Cam's we were... a cheap ass. <laughs> Remember what I said earlier about teaching a class on stretching a dollar? Oh, this right. All goes, this all goes back to that. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way, Cam. Right? Yes, thank you. I know, and he was so fucking proud no, I yesterday. It. I hated oh. it. I know. I, I was like, Justin, guess proud what? He was. We're at the gym. Oh, I'm that's like, right. You two were together what? when I, I said that. I hate how proud he was yesterday. Audience, please. Uh, so okay. there was a there was a deal yesterday on QVC, um, and there were a bunch of good, newer games that were on sale. Cam got Street Fighter for forty bucks. So oh. it was less than it was less than thirty five, thirty four ninety nine. Excuse what? me, I got Diablo for forty bucks. I think it came to like thirty three exactly off the tax and everything, like thirty three bucks. Yeah, so there, there so were some me, nice deals. Meanwhile, we're over here by me and uh, <laughs> Darren, uh, Deontay, and I have bought the game for full price. Yeah, playing the game, having a grand time, and we're telling this man to buy the game and he's like i need to wait until it goes on sale and we're like dog here's specifically why we should be mad because there was a whole slight challenge maybe going on oh yeah justin will train no cam for two weeks yeah and he'll be able to beat me i said fuck that way. bring it on bring your bitch ass on i'm throwing i'm, I'm talking shit this man still don't got the game so i'm like whatever <laughs> I, lo- I looked at justin when we're at the justin i I looked at Justin while we're at the gym. I'm like, hey, Justin, I'm in the streets. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> like, yo, I'm sitting there like, sir. No. It's so hard to get out of it. <laughs> right? Like, you, 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 I have it, Seth. I have it. I bought it. Okay. I have it. It's on its way. Now it's on its way. Yeah. No, for me, I, I dropped eighty bucks on it because Canadian standard game price is seventy nine ninety nine, and that freaks Jesus. Americans out every time I say it. But like our dollar is also worth less. So. Yeah, this is, yeah. Because what's so, that? What's that in a, in American money? Probably around sixty bucks, like maybe 60, less. Yeah, though. Probably 60 um, bucks. So technically, it's cheaper to buy the game in Canada then, right? Because um, how, how much? How much was Street Fighter full price here? 70 oh okay never mind oh yeah no so i paid 79.99 and that brings it to 60.63 us dollars oh so 60 mm. bucks. oh okay. so okay, okay yeah, so that's fine. Like if you really want to save on games go live in argentina where, where regional pricing cranks things down to like 14 cents a copy of peglin it's ridiculous $20 jesus <laughs> christ oh jesus but like good to know Buy games it, it sounds crazy but when you think about like the economies of different places and then you think about like how yeah. brazil works and how they cannot purchase new games, so their fighting game scenes are usually around old King of Fighters games because they mm. can't purchase the new ones because it's like it's like two months rent or some shit for a copy right. of Street Fighter Six. Fuck. Right. Regional pricing is super important to just let people play games. So even if the company right. takes a hit, it's like, well, would you rather them pirate it or would you rather get fourteen cents? Right. 
All right. Would you like to make some money or no money? Take right, your pick. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. And so um, to round off things uh, for Capcom, at least they talked about Dragon's Dogma too. Yep. <laughs> talked about Dragon's Dogma too. Uh, you can have up to three other pawns with you, so you can have the illusion that you're playing with friends because it is not multiplayer. Um, it's not and, the same. I feel like they and the map is four times bigger. When they said that shit, right? Yeah, I didn't like that. I'm like, that's. I'm happy for everybody who's excited for Dragon's Dogma 2. I was just mad that they did, literally showed zero footage, zero new footage. They just showed the same looping trailer for the five, six minutes they were up. And it's like, there's nothing new here. All right. This could have been a tweet, but whatever. Right. Uh, so, yeah, Capcom Showcase, it was meh. Um, and to burn through the Ubisoft forward, did you get a chance to see any of this, Adam? Ubisoft, no, I, wait, is this like a PlayStation thing and they have like a bunch of different conferences? Or? Yes. Okay, that's why I didn't yes. see it. No, I did not cool. see it. Okay, so <clears throat> that was Ubisoft a Ubisoft. Exponentially better than Capcom. Part of exponentially exponentially better. And I, that was not and something that we were... That is a wild I'm statement, right? That's why We haven't, said, we said, haven't said something like that in a long time. Right? Yeah, we were expecting to see ass and we were like, oh. We no, we we expected we to work. see ass from Ubisoft, and we were expecting to be hyped from Capcom. It was reversed. Strangely. I was not expecting yeah. ass. Um, but for <laughs> Ubisoft, <laughs> what did we get from Ubisoft? Uh, to to be fair, half of it was meh, and or and or ass, and the other surprises were like, this is legitimately good. Um. But so they showed off a little bit more of Prince of Persia Lost Crowns, which we talked about last week, that they um, announced at the amazing. Xbox Showcase. It looks, it looks so cool. good. I, yeah, so that new good. Prince of Persia show looks cool. Um, Just Dance, of course, started off the showcase because, duh. Of course. Um, we saw extended gameplay for both uh, Star Wars Outlaws as well as um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which I'm excited for i'm excited for assassin's creed mirage they I showed off all the old shit too. that i wanted they were like hey we're gonna we're gonna take it back old school and we're like yes thank you please when they said they were going back to their roots they they meant it and i'm was happy with everything i saw it looked like an assassin's creed game right yeah. we stealth that, we stealthy again we ain't just yeah. busting through the front door right it legit just looked like an assassin's creed like the assassin's creed um brotherhood trailer damn near they're like all right you can already you can't summon other assassins but it looked like kind of like teleporting where you just where you were able to target different Bro, um people and then just assassinate, assassinate jump down sick. assassinate run out into the crowd blend in yes assassin's creed bro good honestly i don't want to call nobody <laughs> right i don't want to call nobody <laughs> right i'll do it myself. i'm doing it myself right uh, <laughs> oh, and right I did there. not know this, but Basim, uh, the main assassin in Mirage, is he was in Valhalla. What? Oh, no way. And you're playing a young version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla's Basim. Oh. Wow. Oh, Look at the lore. That's not something you usually see. No, all right. No, I'm like they're like we're going to tie it in. It's an old. It's a, we're changing how it plays, but we still got to keep some some interconnectivity. We're, so. we're Desmond. <laughs> we're Desmond. Shut we're up. Desmond. Dead. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> I don't even care. It's not even a spoiler. It's been fucking eleven years since that motherfucker's been dead. He's gone. Okay. Where's Desmond at? <laughs> um, they showed off uh 
Far Cry Frontiers of Pandora. Oh, I'm sorry, Avatar. Avatar. They showed off Avatar Frontiers. <laughs> was that on purpose? <laughs> that feels like that was on purpose. <laughs> Darren, you can't percent. fool me, Ubisoft. <laughs> Bro, as, as we're watching the trailer, I was just like, uh, you can't fool me, I see it. This is Far Cry. I know this like fucking game. Hyrule Warriors game where they just take a pre-established franchise and they paint over it with another IP and they're like, check it out! <laughs> right? <laughs> For real. Warriors anything. Yeah, I forget that I there's more it. than one Warriors game. But yeah, I'm looking oh. at stuff about Avatar Frontiers of Pandora right now and it looks gorgeous. But like, It looks pretty, kind of, sort of. It looks game. like a pretty PS4 game, but... I was talking shit the entire time when they were the showing Avatar. Time. I was ta- I was talking shit the time. whole time. I'm just do you, do you have like a particular the game, frustration? Both with the game and the new the Avatar Park movie Man? look like they should have come out years ago. Yes, yeah, um, it's not a it's not exactly a frustration with Far Cry. It's <laughs> I think it's just my issue with Ubisoft that I've had the past couple years in general, and it's emphasized in games like far cry <laughs> yeah i feel it looked, it looked feel cool that. at first until it went like i was like oh this is kind of cool and then when i realized like oh this is a first person game i was like yeah I, so I when you're interest. on um the different mounts like it goes third person and you're like all right cool and the moment you hop off back first person mode you with your bow and everything like that and i'm like this and what it was they opened up the weapon wheel i was like oh my god it's far cry <laughs> <laughs> Like, the the weapon wheel specifically was what made me realize it. And I'm just like, alright, they've been talking about this game for several years. This is our first time really seeing it. Um, comes out in December. Man, cool. Far Cry with blue people. That's all I see. Far personally. Cry with blue people. That Sir. is a... Snot words Sir. I thought I'd hear today. Sir. Hey. It is what hey. it is. It's, it's facts. It's it's fa- Far Cry tried to be throwing a bunch of brown people in there. They went from brown to blue. I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I I'm like say it. I like the fact that I felt represented in Far Cry. Uh, that made me very happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like I saw architecture and people had accents and just stuff that I felt like at home with. So like the whole right? Indian theming of Far Cry Four was like, yeah, give me more. <laughs> Ubisoft is good with that. They they're good about showing the diversity. That's true. That's for sure. That's one. If anything, we could show that they got a whole bunch of issues. Uh, We all know that, but diversity is one thing. Yeah, Ubisoft for sure is good about. I think they Mm -hmm. they turned some of Far Cry Four and maybe the other Far Cry games. I don't remember into uh, like educational tools or was it Assassin's Creed that they Assassin's Creed. That's the one. It was Assassin's Creed. Yep, yep. I heard about that. Oh, those fucking that was so good. They went so in in the history. Yeah, and that I, is all. I used to games. love that shit. Man. I'm trying to tell you, I loved it until they. You didn't play that. that shit, bro. I would have been in an Assassin's Creed. What do you mean? Had I grown up with that? You didn't play Origins, Justin. <laughs> Man, I feel like even the older Assassin's Creed. I didn't play Origins. Yeah, I didn't well. play Origins, but yeah, the older Assassin's Creed they the had a lot of and, uh, historic stuff that they were trying. They to did, play. but like what um, Adam's talking about specifically, the mode that lets you the just the educational mode. They oh, put there's a, a, there's a separate mode in Origins. Had no, talked to us about that. Yeah, it. there's a whole mode specifically just going, oh, just right. looking at the architecture, looking at like that's structures right. he around. Did, he did yeah. mention it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put that in Origins. That shit was good. Um, let's see. Uh, X Defiant launches later this summer. Another shooting game. God, don't we love Shoot. shooting games? God. <laughs> I think during the showcase, I was just like, it's crazy how Ubisoft has taken EA's place on the other shooter company aside from Activision. Right. Pew pew. Like shoot, EA shoot. has Apex, and I'm not even gonna say Battlefield anymore. That doesn't um, count. Plancy's it does X not Defiant. fucking count. 
It matters. Mm-hmm. Tom Clancy's X Defiant. Because that's what Tom Clancy's not even anything in the name. It's not. I'm looking at it. It's, just, it's like... a Ubisoft original X Defiant. This is not a Tom Clancy or nothing. <laughs> is it not Tom Clancy's X Defiant? Because nope. I saw Tom nope. Clancy's X Defiant. It doesn't. Nope. Uh, There's this. Let is... me look. Tom Clancy is always, Formal, always okay, in sorry, one of those titles. Formerly known as Tom Clancy's X Defiant, so they dropped the Tom Clancy from the official oh, title. But I, like it, it wasn't worthy. Tom Clancy's X Defiant. Okay, okay. I was just like, it was like year. Um, let's see. Tom Clancy's The Division Resurgence is a free-to-play mobile game coming out. Hazoo. Uh, Hazoo. <laughs> uh, Assassin's stupid. Creed, codenamed Jade, the China-based Assassin's Creed isn't game, also game? coming to mobile. Yeah, isn't that the mobile game? <laughs> you can pre-register now. Okay, that sounds dope, but like you said, mobile. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Adi Shankar, uh, the a guy that did uh, the Castlevania Netflix series, also came up on stage with his Ooh, awkward ass uh, to show oh, off Captain right. Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. So there is a just ubisoft anime coming out on netflix oh that's what that is i thought that was a game <laughs> that's gonna be nope. like a cyberpunk like edge runner cyberpunky there's a frog that's an assassin there's dead sex shit in there like it's literally just ubisoft the show i mean it's far cry blood dragon but anime form I bought that. Game. Were they assassins Six and shit in Far? yeah there's a frog that's an assassin no no in the game this isn't a game. No, it's, no it's but Blood Dragon game. was a game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Blood Dragon. So yeah, Blood Dragon was a DLC yeah. um, Far in Far Cry, Far Cry 3. 3. Yeah. yeah. So were all these characters in that? Like the assassin and shit? No, no, right? Okay. It's probably just like the same thing where it's okay. like same universe, same rules, but like here's a different yeah. section of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like very funny it's, it's a cyberpunk future. That's right. Come on, guys. So You're kind of like... It's like you photocopied the assignment. Right. Let's see. Brawlhalla has Master Chief and the Arbiter showing up. That's what's up. Um, as skins, nice crossover. Neat. Hey, it's uh, both a Spartan and a the Arbiter's uh, second fighting games individually. I can't say it's Chief's second because it wasn't him in DOA. That was Spartan Nicole. But, oh um, right, right. And the Arbiter was in Killer Instinct. The Arbiter was in Killer Instinct. Yeah, which is dope. Um, they show they showed little little snippets of their updated seasons for their current ongoing games. So they showed off the new season for 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 Honor, showed off the new season for the crew, and then I was immediately confused afterwards because after they showed off the crew, they then announced the crew motor uh, motor fest, which is basically the crew horizon. <laughs> so you want to know something funny but about the that crew game? Was already the crew horizon. Was it? <laughs> yeah. The whole thing about the crew is like just a big open world map, and you can. Nah, you can this, drive is, this is this is this is a music to... festival, dolls. This is the Horizon Festival for the crew. <laughs> so, like, you can... so my my friend's but... brother is in uh, like game development, um, and I, the last time I checked, he was working on like a small indie title. And then the other day, I was talking to my friend. He's like, "Oh, my brother like got his first game credit." I'm like, "Oh, dope!" And then he sent me screenshots. And what game were they of? The crew, <laughs> yes, <Damn>. exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't know what part of development he had a hand in, but yeah, his name's in the credits, so he worked on that game. That's dope. Yeah. Like, I I don't have much to say about the Crew Motor Fest, purely because it's hard to release a racing game 
or show off anything racing game related after Forza. It's not fair. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not, not fair. It's like, I look at this and I'm like, look at this video game. <laughs> right. I look at Forza and I'm like, ah, cars. Look at that car. Is is that a camera on it? Or can I push a, a button and it goes vroom? Like, I was fooled that one time. Bro, yeah, every time, like, whenever I see the car, I was like, is it on stage? Or... I, I've never played a Forza game before, so I was watching something, I think it was last year, and a Forza bit came up, and I was like, fuck, did I just get, like, a Chevy ad in the middle of my... Wait, that's a game! It was yeah. actually <laughs> wild. Right. It's astounding, like, what they're it, capable of doing on a graphical standpoint. It's it's so sexy. I was saying it uh, last week uh, when we were talking about the the microsoft showcase like i don't know what technology microsoft has but between forza and flight simulator they need to be stopped right seriously like it looks it, it it's too good it's too real and too accurate it's like all right i uh stop it Do please either of those <laughs> games have human models in them no see that's where it is that's the thing as soon as you start getting mm-hmm. human models in there you're gonna be either creep the hell out or you're gonna <laughs> wait there's human models in forza right not really. No, you don't see like, faces. It's about the cars, Doug. Everybody has you a might helmet. see a face or two. <laughs> <laughs> or hands. <laughs> like you'll see I mean you'll see fingers on the wheel. Like Horizon has a character creator, but Horizon is less graphically intense than a motorsport always has been. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So oh, okay. the one we look at, like Horizon will look fucking damn good. The cars in Horizon will look damn good. And then you'll look at motorsport and be all like, Oh, okay. That's a car. That's <laughs> right. That I can touch that. Uh, right yeah right um let's see and then rounding things out for this showcase um skull and bones closed beta announced beta taking place august 25th for pc players specifically which is (laughs) i i was interested in this game then i fell out of interest then i forgot it when do you have interest of this game seven eight years ago yeah yeah, some shit like when that. When we thought that we were getting it and it looked like a cool concept, it was close enough to Assassin's Creed Black Flag where right. we were like, ooh, pirates. Right. I like the oh, I man. like the boats in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh, a whole like, boat like, game about being a pirate? Dope. I remember delay, being delay, excited delay, delay, about delay, this delay, delay, before Sea of Thieves came out. Was this Black the game that we also got the jig for? Huh? We got the jig for this game too, that... That's what we they remember when they came out and started singing and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, they oh, came yeah, out and sang yeah. a shanty. Mm, my god, it was a shanty. Yeah, waited all like, these oh. years for this game, and all I got to show for it was a fucking shanty. It's okay, Five motherfuckers on stage singing. It's okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to announce a beta, not even uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't getting this game. <laughs> right. So there's actually. I've been looking through the Ubisoft Forward thing, and there's actually two things that like directly appeal to my brain. One of them is the fact that they got a Jet Set Radio crossover. With yeah, 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 yeah. Jet Set Radio cross uh, Roller Drone. If nothing, oh yeah, else, I forgot about that. One, it brought Roller Champions to like my eyes, and like the idea of that game is dope as hell. Please tell me that it's like okay. yeah. Please tell me the game is okay. I think when it first got announced, we were like, that looks dope. And then, like, that was it. Yeah, that was, <laughs> Damn, that was okay. It. So it's probably that was not it. worth going into. If, if it's uh, fallen off that hard of public interest that I haven't heard of it until now. Like. Honestly, dog, until they showed off that trailer, I forgot that bitch existed. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> bad. Wait, we played that, right? 
No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we try it? No, we didn't give it the time of day. Wait, ro- what's the roller? Roller Champions, <laughs> which is roller just champions. such a was, boring name. Was that it the one where you're supposed to put thing. the ball through the little... Yeah. Thing? No, we played yeah, we that. Did. We definitely yeah, we played did. that. Did we? We did yeah, we play did that. Play. I, you all might have played it. I didn't. The fact that yeah, you there's did. Like contention over whether it was or not me, I you, Jawan, Deontay. I did not play it, bro. You did not? No. That's so funny. I know it was... I know it was oh I the, uh, Deontay I think it was me you and Jawan yeah the and cool Raddick. kids yeah yeah I'm Raddick. like I did not play that shit cool yeah we played that shit and yeah, we decided we, it, was cool. it was cool but it didn't yeah have, it was cool it didn't have staying power like that that yeah. sucks yeah. it was cool it would have been nice if they made a game like that and just made it like a one off party game for like twenty bucks instead of making it a live service so you could like bust yeah. it out at like a party or something you loud brother. <laughs> you loud because that sounds beautiful <laughs> i'm so i'm so disillusioned with live service games that should have just been party games like you should have been playing that game for like a year at parties or like get togethers and then put it down like oh yeah. speaking of actually something fun like that rest in peace knockout city yeah that shit oh, died didn't right. it? it died at yep. the same time as apex mobile like that that week yeah, man, that week was bad. That was a bad week. Everything was getting canceled. Motherfuckers getting laid. Like, that was just a bad week. That was really awful to watch how many people took to Twitter and were just like, hey, I lost my job this morning when you guys found out your mobile game is gone. Like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. I found out this morning, too. (laughs) Some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't Uh, Knockout City still have the online server? For PC users, like they have like a private server online, right? Yes, you could still play it through private servers, so that's a way of keeping the game alive. But as far as the state yeah. that it was in, you know, some games don't even do that, they just take all of their shit offline. They're like, You're not allowed to play our game on private or like community servers, right? right. Which is gross. I hate that. The <laughs> other thing that they announced was Riders Republic, uh, having a skate and uh, on. Oh yeah, Which, um, I forgot they about did that. Talk about You're that. right. They I, did talk about that. I was that. waiting for Riders Republic to come off of the Epic Games Store and come to Steam, and coincidentally, they did that and dropped it 75% off. And now I'm like, damn, home and get the mouth here, like wanting to get into it. Um, I bought it at launch. Like Deontay sunk his teeth. Was it bad? <laughs> I, it looks- no, 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 no. So it was fun. So it's steep but fun. What? You know steep the was steep. fun. I loved steep. So then, there you go. <laughs> so this is steep. I also so bought steep. Like, steep. Uh, awesome. You also bought steep. Like I a also jacket. bought steep. <laughs> like a See what the fuck was wrong with steep? What's so steep. <laughs> the the best part about steep was all in uh, all in DLC content. Was it really? Yeah. Like they expanded that game so much. Once you were like, once you got over the fact oh, that this, this is filling is my cool. SSX void. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> there man. wasn't a whole lot, you know. Like, there's a lot. Of I wish we got do, more. But from there wasn't that last actually a whole lot to the game as far as like building yourself as a racer. You just opened up more races, right? And then yeah, you know, that's true. Um, that last SXX was fun. I don't care. That was a good game, <laughs> right? Uh, Riders Republic games. is kind of the same, oh, but okay. it just throws more activity and more personality at you. <laughs> activities <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that's you basically could go what they ski, did you could go snowboarding and then they introduced fucking tobogganing for some reason so you, like, <laughs> that was tobogganing. so you you got on this toboggan and like it's steep dlc uh, and you'd like strap yourself into it and it controlled like dog shit and you yeah. also were way more liable to die because you were so close to the ground you could just fall off your yeah. sled yeah. it was ridiculous 
but it was like, okay, sure, this is kind of funny. And then they just so, gave you a wingsuit that had like rockets on it with infinite fuel, so you yeah. just fly around forever. You you have that as one of the starting uh, items in uh, Riders Republic, but they also have those mass races, and the mass races are like a game changer for me personally, right? I've and that's primary like primary selling point, yeah. I think I forgot how many people are in those races, like sixty or some shit like that, or it's like probably it's up to fifty. Yeah. Um, Is there okay? Please tell me there's collision. Like you can bump into other people. Yes. Yes. Oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> He's like sold. <laughs> Absolutely sold. The most chaotic shit in the sound. Now I want to say I went a little bit more from the sound design, but it has its own charm. After a while, the shitty sound you hear of everybody, like all the everyone on mountain bikes turning the corner at the same time smacking into each other all you hear is fuck no but uh after a while you get used to it it will piss you off in the best ways um i've won these mass races before it makes you feel like a god i've quit these mad races before because some fuck shit uh it's a good, it's a good vibe. Once you get it, I think it's crossplay, so we can all play together anyway. So I'll play with um, shit out of this game that you guys. It looks great, and the skate add-on announcement also like ticks the box for like. I've always wanted to try a skateboarding game, but I was too much of a square when I was a kid to ever own. I thought they already added that. That's what I thought too when I saw the trailer. I thought they added that already. They were advertising it like it was new. Thing with everything else, so. Yeah, it definitely was in there. So maybe I don't know. Hmm. That's cool. Sports. I'm, I'm with sports. <laughs> Extreme sports. Extreme sports. All right, and then rounding out, I, I forgot to mention this with the other Assassin's Creed stuff. Assassin's Creed Nexus bring three adventures to VR. Woot woot woot. woot. <laughs> I don't exclusive hey, on MetaQuest like Two, yeah. MetaQuest Pro, and MetaQuest Three. Yeah, it looked cool to be I mean, an assassin in VR. One, it's not coming to Steam VR, so like anyone with not a Meta headset doesn't get to play it. Also, two, yep. I'm really like I'm I'm scared of AAA VR games because Horizon's VR game turned out to just be a hallway like uh, what would he call it on rails. Man, shooter. I could have told you that before that shit came out. Yeah. So I don't know how this one's gonna go. I, I hope they really yeah. put their heart and soul into it because exploring the environments of an Assassin's Creed game in VR could be really special. It, for real, but absolutely. They gotta put in a lot of fucking um, work to make this special. Assassin's Creed Nexus lets players embody three different heroes: Ezio Auditore de Firenze, Cassandra, and Connor, um, aka Rodon Hakedun, uh, and immerse themselves in the Italian Renaissance, Asian Greece, and American Revolution. Assassin's Creed Nexus is available exclusively on the Meta headsets. It will deliver gameplay that will put your uh, stealth, parkour, and combat skills to the test. How? How? <laughs> that part. You saw people. They showed in VR you were stabbing people, so I was like, yeah. I've been seeing too many videos of people already, like, beating the shit out of people in their living room on accident playing VR golf and shit. So it's like, that's like some 2014 humor. Like, we were like, recording. All right. I'm like, why was you so close? That's your fault. If you get smacked <laughs> by me while I'm in this headset, that's your <laughs> fault. Why do you take his like, steps forward while you're in the headset? Chill. You can't move like that. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I have like a good 2,000 hours in VR games now, like collectively on Steam. And being in that environment where like I don't walk by walking i walk with a joystick it's like absolutely second nature to me 
It takes Good all thing. of like 30 minutes to get used to the fact that you don't move by walking. So all those videos where I see people like walk into a wall or throw themselves at the ground or do whatever. Like, I, 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 they got to be all playing super it. hot. They have I'm to be all playing super hot. That it, <laughs> it happens with modern shit, but I don't put it past uh, a people of a certain age. Honestly, I don't. I just don't put it past people. Okay. <laughs> a certain amount of like technology literacy goes a long way, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, so last thing they showed off uh, was extended gameplay for Star Wars Outlaws, which... Looks good. I'm, I'm sold. I actually think it looks really fucking good. It's crazy to me how the same studio was working on this and Avatar, and one looks like a last-gen game, one looks like something I can fuck with. <laughs> you can tell. One is their passion, and one is, you know, to pay the bills. One was contractual <laughs> obligation. <laughs> yeah, but overall, it's like, I think initially when they showed it off at the Xbox showcase, that I... I, I was talking shit because I was like, no gameplay? Ugh! But they showed it the next day, so I'm not mad. Okay. But Why'd they withhold it for a day? It was probably ready. Just so they can... It was probably ready because they want people to show up to their Ubisoft thing and oh, not just yeah. go to the Xbox they didn't one. Wanna, so announce it at Xbox and then get a little in-depth in their own shit. A little teaser like, hey, here's the Star Wars thing. We'll show you what it actually is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's, a, that's a fair move. Yeah. But it looks like a... Overall, it is a... GTA the, the stars, motherfucker. In a sense, yeah. Uh, bounty hunter type deal. You, your droid that you're with has a fucking cool trench coat. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I've seen this droid, but that trench coat makes you look unique. I'm about it. Uh, main character seems cool. And I don't know. I, 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 I want to be very fatigued from everything Star Wars right now because I truly am. But this looks like the first Star Wars thing in a while. Even more so, than like Jedi Survivor. Was, that I'm like, this, this looks This is kind of what I was thinking about. And the same thing with like... Marvel, right? Because we hear people speak of Marvel fatigue all the time whenever something comes Definitely. out, a new project comes out. Oh yeah, I am niggas. Specifically, <laughs> I want to <laughs> highlight though. Specifically, after Guardians three, nobody mentioned Mar- uh, Marvel f- fatigue. Um, and I think it's just because I haven't seen it yet, but every everything I hear about the movie is just genuinely good. Oh, it was good. It was um, good. Yes. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Oh, no, nice. it was good. It's like. Afterwards, I anything past this point, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I can give two fucks about anything else that is occurring post Guardians. I could say that for a fact. So yeah, so a lot of people went into that saying, "Oh yeah, we're sick of Marvel." Blah blah blah. Came out of the movie saying, "Okay, this is just amazing." Maybe it's less the fatigue of the property and just being fed mediocrity within that property. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> we just get fed regular shit to push the story along you know what i mean just mundane shit to say okay you need this piece of the puzzle to to move forward or whatever at least in marvel's sake uh, for marvel i can agree star wars i don't think is the case because i don't think Mar- i don't think star wars is at that star point wars the worst thing star wars wise has been the movies bro. <laughs> agreed got, agreed but in general Jedi joe i'm just fatigue. like we watch one family fuck the universe up for. for <laughs> I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking about the. Je- I'm not even talking about the Jedi's anymore. Like I said the movies were probably the worst thing we've gotten from Star Wars in years, 
everything surrounding the movies has been I can't say if not solid good what are the what else has been bad most notable things about uh Star Wars as far as the media has gone by is like what Mandalorian which is re- removed from that main core Star Wars but that's experience. what I'm saying I'm like aside from the movies what has been mid or bad that in your opinion for Star Wars wise uh Hmm. My point, my point. <laughs> you're taking too long. That's my point. I was going to say something, but I can't even call that bad. I can't even call that Which bad. Which one? There, and that's my point. If you can't uh, specifically isolate anything bad aside from the movies, it's not that it's bad. Not even all the, yeah. It's not even all the movies. I didn't even hate the movies like that, honestly. Hmm. I did. That's so. I did. I, uh, <laughs> I, I thought watch them. episode seven was just fine. Episode Seven was good, and then it went downhill from there. <laughs> I loved, I absolutely loved Rogue One. Okay. That oh, was, I loved like, Rogue One. Rogue, Rogue One is my favorite. And that goes to my point that I kind of think it was just Jedi fatigue. Cause anytime oh, I know what from, was what was made outside of the movies. I didn't think that the Obi-Wan show was that good. You were I forgot that was a thing. Crap. <laughs> I, I don't think that was good. That was, good at all. It was, it was I. I liked it. Yeah. It did what yeah. it was supposed and I, to do. I haven't seen Andor. Yeah. That's the one I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Andor is also fire. But now listen to all the Star Wars things we have listed right now. It's just a lot of this shit. <laughs> and we haven't even and touched. That, and that's, that's, that's my thing. Like, so it's me Star seeing... Wars Visions. Uh, no! Oh, yeah, we visions. haven't touched a lot of shit Star Wars related that is currently going on right now. And it's just a lot. And so when they even showed Star Wars, I was like... Ugh something else and then it then they showed what it looked like and i was like all right this looks cool this looks like the bounty hunter game that, we've, there, that we haven't had in a long it's time there for the people who want it though you know what i mean there are some people who just can't get enough of star wars and it's there for them um speaking of, marvel, marvel. of that statement. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of marvel fatigue i feel like i never really got marvel fatigue i feel like I each of the it. properties are sort of different I enough did. that mm. It's I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I never. In the... It's all, or at least to me, I just started looking at the movies differently and realizing, okay, these I don't look at superhero as a genre. You know, you realize that these are characters, and it can be a different movie. Like the Ant Man movies, specifically the first two were heist movies. Um, fucking and third one was bad. <laughs> It wasn't bad. It was bad. It was it was okay. It was okay. I'm I'm, I'm being a dick. I'm being a dick. It wasn't bad. (laughs) I'm being a dick. It was okay. It was okay. This man there. It was bad. It was bad. No, no. But I will say Ant Man, like at walking out of Ant Man did not leave a good taste in my mouth for the future Marvel. If I put it that way. If I'll put it that way to be critical. Like shit, the main big bad is gone. Of course not. No, That's even before then. That. Walking out of that movie, I was just like, "All right, <laughs> he ain't gone." Nah, he gone. <laughs> who, who are you talking about? Aside the point, irrelevant. Because <laughs> <laughs> he ain't gone. Irrelevant. He's a turtle. Disney shit just loves to keep their stuff going, and that's fine. But. That's that money There's machine. A money has it's to a lot of it, man. It's such, such, so it's not such... gonna pay itself. It's, it's. Hey, man, money, money makes everything. But I'm just glad, out. like, cause growing up having different things canceled just because it wasn't, you know, doing right outside of where I was watching it. Like having Static Shock be canceled because it couldn't secure a toy deal and shit like that. You know, mm. I'm, I'm glad 
uh, business. Something I enjoy <laughs> is doing well, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's nice to see something that you enjoy thrive and admit it earlier. Right. Um, the, yeah. the thing that I like about the, the sort of Star Wars media outside of movies is that I feel like the the start the world of star wars is is so it's a universe it's a universe right there's so much to explore and the movies like barely scratch the surface of that universe and so i i enjoy sort of diving deeper into these worlds and and these races and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. whether that's in show format or in something like this new game that's coming out i'm just sort of getting to explore areas in more detail I think what my biggest thing about it is, and it's not, because I agree, like, Star Wars is big and it's needed stuff like this in the mainstream for so long. Mm Because for years, like, Star Wars has always had this expanded shit, but Mm. you had to look for it. You had to read. You had to go read a book. (laughs) You had to go read a book. You had to read a book. You had to go read a book. I was not going to need that expanded universe. The most you can exactly. You had to read a book to know any of this shit. So now the fact that there are TV shows, video, good video games, like it was a novel, comics. There's so much media to keep it going, and that's awesome. My issue is that. Slow it the fuck down. Calm down. I, there's too yeah, much. Why are there four lot. shows going on at the same fucking time? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Or as soon as one ends, the, the next one starts. And that's my issue with the Marvel shows. There's no breaks from anything anymore. It's just consistent. Bam, they, bam, they bam, bam, be... bam, 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 bam. I think you could say this about like most media franchises at like a higher level of like public consciousness. It's just like mm-hmm. we're, we're at a point now where if you are not constantly producing like maybe three to four different revenue streams through merchandise tv show games movies perfume lines i don't give a shit if you're not making (laughs) those like three to four different income streams you are just not commercially viable at that tier you know like netflix shows and you know movies like marvel and star wars and stuff like this and it, it sucks because it means that something needs to do good in every facet instead of just being a good one thing right successful mm-hmm. i think you could see pokemon struggle a lot with this right now where their games are turning to dog shit but um they continue to succeed because their revenue because <laughs> they are the most to... profitable fucking property Literally, on the goddamn yeah, planet and that, that you can't really attribute that to the games you can attribute that yeah to the TV no show and the, the, the merchandise the thing is the, the thing is we want to say that but we absolutely can <laughs> Because <laughs> Pokemon was still one of the biggest fucking sellers of last year. It's a good game. I still think it's. Garbage. It doesn't make it a good game. It still makes that money. I just doesn't think make that it good. Buy games sometimes out of loyalty or comfortability instead of like Absolutely. critical analysis. Yeah. Of <laughs> and you know what? You know what? That's fine. You can you can buy yeah. a piece of media and you don't have to be like of the most critical eye. You don't need to run it through its paces no, of course. and have that expertise of like. I'm a game designer. I know what's good. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But like for someone who is doing that, man, it's quite a fall from grace. It's it's getting exhausting. That's where my fatigue is lying right now in game franchises yeah. that have annualized themselves and uh, just either don't iterate or actively like get worse because their budgets just, are going down and their profits. Hey, we we we've, we've come out and fun. said on the podcast that pokemon like the, essentially the story has essentially been the same the same for years like, oh, it the has, only thing that's yeah. changed is po- is just the pokemon everything else has been the same i, I think paste. they went on record to use the same battle code all the way from pokemon emerald up to like 
This is a curse of Nintendo ass shit to do. Nintendo. Some Game Freak ass shit. Nintendo loves setting Bibles for their games and being all like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Like, we heard about how hard it was for the younger developers to get the old heads at Nintendo to stray from their Zelda Bible for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Thank God they managed that with Splatoon because I think the franchise was all that much better for it. The fact that like they got younger developers to spearhead that one and like, mm-hmm. they got mm-hmm. all these new ideas into it. Um, that made me really happy that they finally got a chance to shine with a new IP because it's all them. Instead of having to pull it from the conventions of like, nope, Miyamoto said you can't put a hat on a Koopa and make it a character. You have to have a <laughs> being named Koopa. But like, also, that's how Paper I, Mario I, is now. I wonder if that was just kind of like circumstance because they looked around the office and said, all right, who here has experience at a shooter? No one? No one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's reach this young team. Does Metroid Prime count? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I actually have a buddy of mine uh, that I met at, uh, at uh, GDC. It was a little bit... Uh, I think I met him a little bit earlier at like a seattle convention and uh he did a little bit of work on metroid prime 4 and yeah, i think it was like some ui ux work um and i was like oh that's cool how was that experience and he just like he shrunk into his chair like he just oh, oh no absolutely exhausted i don't i don't think it was a statement on the game itself i think it was a statement on like whatever is going on in that the process cycle right. is absolute hell probably they are not happy about the fact that it's still in the works or whatever. I think on. it's been what? I think the other day it's been five years since it first got announced. What? And we've since we got that big blue four. <laughs> it's been five years now. Wow. <laughs> and I think what was it? A year or two ago, we got maybe one update, but it was not like a. Oh, ooh, we're chugging along. It was just like I think it was more job postings or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, the announcement like, that I remember was like, "Hey, um, regrettably, we're gonna have to switch companies that's working on this game, and we're gonna restart from that. We're just gonna fold." Fuck, that's what it was. And I um, didn't switch not to. So I'm reading something saying not to rare. It's it was rare. six years ago at 2017. Six. Fuck. Okay. 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 So it was 2017. Think about how long it took yeah. for the announcement that said uh, the sequel to Breath of the Wild is now officially in development to when we actually got Tears of the Kingdom. Like how? What, two years? No, no, that was like five years or something, wasn't it? Yeah, let me see when that trailer came out. It was like a ridiculous... The first years? The first years? Because um, Breath of the Wild is six years old now, so... Yeah, I think they announced it like four or five years ago, which would have been like two years. Mm. I swear, hang on. I might might be stupid. Let me find out. Let's see. Let me see. Uh, The trailer from Nintendo of America was four years ago. First look trailer. Yeah, 2019. Would would we rather just get... Okay, mm. so we know it's just too early to announce this game. They probably should have waited. But oh, way too early. <laughs> if we're going to go with the too early announcement, do we go with the logo or do we go the skate for route and just be like, hey, we're working on this game and show people some fucking wireframes and shit. And then 
they here's what that. they should do. Because <laughs> that yeah. was hilarious. I personally yeah, thought that shit, shit was, was hilarious. They're like, hey, here's proof we're working on the game. And then it was like <laughs> bare bones, like super bare bones. Yeah, like we, shouldn't we just cranked this, this shit out last weekend. <laughs> Listen here, Guardians of the Galaxy. Here's our first trailer for it. It's out in October. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What was it? Paper Mario the Origami King dropped a trailer. Its first announcement trailer a month before it was to be released. That's terrible. That was like <laughs> that's what is your marketing? That's bad marketing. That, oh, that that's terrible. Insane. I don't know how they did that. And then what was that game? Mm-hmm. Hi-Fi Rush. They shadow dropped that. Exactly. And it's that just like and here's the, here's the trailer and it's out now. Yeah. And that shit was fine. I, I, I need to play it. It's fine. It's so good. Yeah. Not every game can do that though. Like no. there are very few games that can drop a trailer from soft <laughs> within eight. Within eight months of announcement, it's out. Armored Core Six. Yeah, have hype. Here's a random it. Tuesday where we're giving the you the name date alone now. Has to bring hype if that's the case, you know. Yeah, like yeah, Armored Core. Hi-Fi Core. Rush wasn't like, that though. Yeah, Hi-Fi yeah, yeah, Rush, Rush wasn't no that. Name classification. No, yeah. did it do well? Yeah, yeah. very, mm. very well. Surprisingly well. I don't think they expected that much success. Especially shadow dropping, going from Evil Within, completely different genres, completely different vibe and everything. Here you go. Right. Like, it that was yeah, an that out of nowhere really success fast. for them. Yeah, very quickly. Really quickly. So, I don't know. Some games just don't need to announce their shit years in advance. Looks at Square. I think it was really funny with the indie scene. Like, I watched a couple people that I know um, on Twitter, like, start talking about, like, maybe I should shadow drop my game. And it's like an indie studio that has maybe 200 followers on Twitter. I'm just like, that's. <laughs> it sounds cool. It sounds like fun. That sounds like a business fucking disaster. Yeah. yeah. Shadow drop not, not, something. Not many people as, can do that. Like, not a you know triple A company is probably just a death sentence. I can't imagine that like. There's probably like maybe five or six indie games out there that could do that and find success. One of them being probably Hades too. They could have shadow dropped that on the day. Mm-hmm. Super Giant could do it. Team Cherry could do that with um, Silk Song. Silk Song. Yeah. The fact that I like, heard it oh my god! If Silk Song gets a trailer and they're like, and it's out today, people motherfuckers will go wild. Oh, that wild. people will go crazy for that. But. Yeah, there's not many companies that can't do that. That's for sure. I think the only companies that I would actually go out of my way to buy something from, like on day one without question on Shadow Drop, would be a handful of indie companies, mostly because I like them and they're buddy. But then I think id Software. So, like, if they dropped a new Doom game or a new Quake game or something, that's like oh, the yeah. one I could actually. I could see it. a Quake. I could see a new Quake shadow dropping, and they're like, yep, you go on in. I, it would I either be sh- like a shadow drop or a beta like right then and there but i could see it mm-hmm. there's not many companies i would trust a shadow drop with like if they shadow drop a game i heard about it and then i was like do i buy it on day one like there's zero information about it out there i don't trust many companies mm-hmm. do, you, do you guys usually wait for like big sales or do you do you buy games on release or like what, what do you guys do if i know i'm going to play it right away or if something i'm excited for i'm just i'm gonna just buy it pre-order that if it has a collector edition i'm really fucking with it take my money that's me other games where if i am not completely sold on it yeah i'll wait like because at the end of the day like we talked about 
we are in a the industry is a very much a games of service list we want to try to keep you on this game and Ooh. as much you, you cringe you cringe at that but think of it this here's how i put it that's for us it's monster hunter Final Fantasy fourteen is like our rotation. It's like an easy rotation yeah. of like the game that keeps that keeps giving because you can play it because it has a good loop that makes you want to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. If you have a good couple of those games, you don't have to worry too much about new releases. But if you have a Final Fantasy sixteen drop in a Street Fighter six, like certain games where I'm like, I'm there now. Yeah, I, yeah I, Street Fighter six definitely got me. I think it's definitely like a really important part to recognize that like Street Fighter six is a community oriented game. If you're not there at launch, you're missing out on a large part of the experience, which is why I panicked and bought it because I was like, if I get this even like after the first DLC character drop, I feel like I'm going to be out of the loop for good. Whereas like, um, you know, if if I wait for a little while until Riders Republic, I feel like I can just drop into the lobby and enjoy myself whenever, you know? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely depends because I think that's a lot of with games like this that do have a continual grind to them or just a games as a service model even if it's not games as a service just a a loop that wants you to stay in it mm-hmm. if the game does not have that loop it's not going to hold attention exactly yeah. yeah i'm okay so, with the game having a loop i think i think it's when there's external <laughs> factors that like to grab you by your giblets and be like hey you're not going anywhere you know yeah, whether it's yeah. like here's your cosmetics or god forbid your playable characters overwatch that are locked behind a battle pass that wants you to come back every day or like even what splatoon does which is um it's a battle pass type system where it doesn't cost any money it's completely free but you get a massive chunk of experience by winning a match every day and then a totally Mm -hmm. minuscule amount for playing beyond that and uh you're not allowed to have the items that come out of that battle pass for at least one season until they get put in a random item gotcha machine Oh, Jesus! It like it disgusted me to the point where I was just like, I don't even feel like playing Splatoon anymore. I want to yeah, keep up weird. with this community and enjoy that's this game, weird. but like, you just had to have a battle pass because you had to have me stay there for a, like so many days. I think yeah. there, there's games that have engaging core loops that I want to come back to without forcing me to have limited time items. There's plenty of right. games where I will come back to your game for Risk of Rain Two. I have 400 hours on that game now because your game loop is so absolutely compelling and your mod scene is blossoming. And it's a multiplayer game, so you enjoy it with other people. But not once did they say, this is only available for a limited time. Never. Mm-hmm. And I'm... So you can do it. You can make it. I just... I'm getting tired of that being the core compelling loop to come back is if I don't, I'll miss out on that thing that I can't Right. Make. Yeah. Shouts out to Final Fantasy XIV for being a beautiful, beautiful, caring MMORPG. Right. That, yes, you have to pay for it. But at the same time, so exactly with what you're talking about for like, because Final Fantasy will have events like that where it's just like, hey, this is going on. Play during this time. Get these tombstones. Get these specific items. But those items that they give you, some are exclusive to that event. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like, hey, here's another option for you to get this harder to get mount that you would have to do this harder duty to mm-hmm. you have to grind this yeah. out. Or by casually playing around this period, you're going to be racking these up. You want this mount? Go for it. It's I, there. I also do feel, though, that like, and I, I say this as someone who hasn't played Final Fantasy at all. None of the originals or mm-hmm. this new MMO. If you're playing an MMO, you're probably coming back every day anyways. So I have a lot less apprehension about like limited time stuff right. in an MMO mm-hmm. because that the culture of an MMO is like 
I'm going to be part of this community and play it consistently. It's also like right. Destiny mm-hmm. 2 is similar in that most of the people who are playing Destiny, they don't really mind limited time stuff because they're going to be there anyways. That's the culture of mm-hmm. the game, you know? So mm-hmm. like, it, well, sure, when I, I bring up 14, I say more because it, it's a time respect thing. Is it? Okay. Or it's just if, like, if you can explain it, because I haven't tried it at all. Yeah, I, I say 14 is like one of those games. It's like, yes, it's an MMO, so you know you're going to be there a lot, mm-hmm. but it respects your time. In the sense of, like, even though it's an MMO, they're turning this game so much into... If you want to just play it by yourself and experience the story, you can now. Like, literally up until... Mm -hmm. Aside from the most recent expansion that came out in 2021, they have now updated each and every expansion so that if you wanted to do a dungeon by yourself without having to wait for people, you can. That's really cool. I respect uh that. So, like, even the director himself, he's like, we know you have to pay for monthly subscription... We appreciate that, but you don't have to be here this whole time. You could you could play the new content when these updates roll around. Play it for that week. If you don't play again, it we know you just like we know we have something for you to come back to. Oh my god, I'm gonna start. So crying. enjoy other games because we know there's other games out there. During the update, so I think lovely. the last uh, live letter, this ma- Yoshida was they were presenting the new shit for the uh, for the update that had just come out yoshida's like this with his tears of the kingdom switch like he's actively playing it because it came out the same night that um like their live letter was the same day tears of the kingdom came out and he's over here like this explaining shit that's (laughs) hilarious i love that he gets it yeah yeah he's just like there's a lot of fucking games out there there's a lot of there's a lot of good games out there yeah and time is not an endless commodity so absolutely play our game when new shit comes out we we love it we love that you're here but we know fucking street fighter just came out hey did you hear about this new game final fantasy 16 coming out i hear the producer's pretty cool you should check that game out too when it comes out (laughs) that's actually really refreshing to hear because all i ever hear about final fantasy 14 is that it's like really really good no one's ever contextualized it as respecting your time and that sounds like a really big achievement for an MMO game. Yeah, and if you have never... T- plug time. If you haven't played 14, guess what, buddy? There's a free trial okay, you can play up, up until level let's 60. See. It is. You, There's a free mean, trial you can play. You can go all MMO the way up to the RPG? first expansion for free. You might Final be the first 14, guy free up to, to, to do an MMO. <laughs> Bro, because it's like, it's an, this is the only MMO I've ever played. Hey, and you legitimately already have a starting community. True. Already got you, bro. <laughs> Thirty days so. of free game time for all newly created accounts. That's when you purchase it. Before you even purchase, you can play the free trial and get the first base game, in game, and first expansion for free. For the free. So, if you're in it, if you get that far, if you feel, if you feel you spent all that time playing this and goes, I don't want to pay for the rest. Oh, that's that, your option yeah, good on you yeah you never pay for anything anyway you just had a good time just, yeah. <laughs> i might try but this yeah well, you should we're, we're thinking about this wait what release date 2014 how long ago did this game come out final fantasy 14 originally came out in 2010 it nuked itself back in 2012 when yoshi p took over and said we're gonna blow it up and we're gonna make the game from scratch oh and they, they did that in his game then so that was an option <clears throat> Quick, quick 14 lore. Yoshi P, Naoki Yoshida, the producer of 14 and 16, he went to he went to the higher ups of Square saying, I can fix this, but I will give you two options. Either we can use we could make just in this game now. 
and burn all the players who have suffered through the bullshit that we put out. Or we can continue supporting the players that are currently playing this on top of creating something else. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of money and time. But this is a way that we salvage our community that we currently have and build onto it. And so what they did, when they, the first cutscene you see in 14 is the ending of 1.0. Oh, baby. And that was an in-game event that people could witness in the game when they were fucking nuking the original server. People watched that. That's really smart. So, so like, everything in 14 is all together. Like, there's a whole story behind it. It, And the the scene... Oh, oh, baby, the scene! Jesus the scene, Christ, music. it's <sighs> so good. Oh, yeah, you, you'll you'll love it. You'll get. Goosebumps. I'm glad I wasn't there for those days, but I'm glad I'm here now. And right? I'm like, Damn, it's, absolutely. It's, it's a good game. Mm. Good game. But yes, but with that selling of Final Fantasy 14, this has been an episode. This has been a long episode, so we will call it here. Adam, thank you for joining us today, brother. We appreciate you. Thank you again for having me. It's been wild. You have anything uh, upcoming that, you know, us and the folks should look forward to? Um, more Peglin updates. We're slowly yes, creeping sir. up towards uh, 1.0, like, full release, so keep an eye out for that. Um, other than that, I'm just kind of the Peglin guy right now. Open for work, so if you have a video game and you need sound for it, we should talk. Let's talk. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Where can they find you, sir? Uh, I am on all platforms at Crash Droids. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Newgrounds. Um, I got a website. I got this and that. I'm also on Discord if you want to be chat directly. It should all just be under Crash Droid now that Discord lost its numbers. Hazoo. Yes, sir. Beticus. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody who's listened to the episode or been with us live today. We appreciate you. Remember, you can follow us anywhere at Rusty Rupees or Rusty Rupees with two Y's on Twitter because Twitter's some hoes. <laughs> you can find me anywhere at XXShadowKami, XX, Justin. Road Ninja 23. Deontay. 13 Cross, spell it out, don't be lazy. And Cameron. By Richie, I.E., no Y, hashtag IndieWatch. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Science. Wow. Hey, man, we've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> in- Indie Watch with an O, right, Deontay? <laughs> Indie Watch. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, and until next time, stay rusty. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye.